Eleven O'Clock Comics, episode two hundred and forty-one. Why is that easy? It's well, you know what it's doing. So he wants to make sure that Santa Claus is spirit giving. When the live foods are already rolling in, yeah, they are. It's like it's like you know, it's like hungry wolves, and you throw them a big old steak, and they're just like on it. They know so, like this time. This time on Wednesday night, like you did the live food. It's cool. Even, I, even I, I'm, I'm very close, by the way, to having a uh, Tony Harris one. Oh! Hey now. Really? Oh, what the music is going to be? Oh, I know what it's going to be. No, I know exactly this whole freaking brony thing. Yeah, that's... I'm sorry. I, what? I, bronies. Bronies. Dudes who are like crazy about my little phone. Uh, I, I am... Okay, I have to... Send, Jason, I have to send you this. I picture. No, I did. Did you say thick? I have I have to send Jason a picture. Oh, I thought you said a thick picture. I of your dreams. Of a dude in my office. <laughs> his whole, not his whole cubicle, but on top of his of, of, of his tower, around his monitors, he's got his whole little fucking My Little Pony set up. What? You know what? He, he has about a dozen fucking My Little Ponies on his computer. You all are going to have to explain this shit to me because, yeah, uh, it's like, there's, there's no difference between that and, like, Strawberry Shortcake to me. Well, you know, maybe not, but there are male collectors of the My Little Pony figures, yeah, and, and they're called Bronies. Yep. Yeah, male Bro, my, my little you know My Little Pony fans are Bronies. They uh, they seem to favor the blind packages, uh, but the the blind box figures. Like they'll they'll put out a a set of My Little Ponies in packages where you cannot see the. Uh, Pony that you're getting, you know what I mean? It's 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 a crapshoot, and they seem to, from what I've seen anyway, they seem to favor those. I hate blind box. I have very strong feelings about this, but I I cannot be honest about this without getting people to hate hate me. So I have to just. But you know what? I got I got to say, the uh, IDW comic is fantastic looking. It looks gorgeous. Oh, I'm not speaking on that. Oh, is that who puts it out? I thought it was a Kaboom. Okay. No, I thought it was Kaboom too, and I was like, damn, they missed the boat on that one because Kaboom seems to be scooping up all the hot stuff, right? Andy yeah, Price yeah. is a long time, uh, well known con guy who's done amazing commission work for years and years. It's great that he's getting to be on a big book. Uh, that, that's all good. I'm, I'm not, I'm not besmirching the, the, the My Little Pony as a brand. I, not at all. I'm besmirching this movement of bronies and what yeah. I think it actually says about the state of masculinity in our world. I, I'll Are leave you? it at that. <laughs> I, I'll be honest with it's you. It's okay to be a man, people. There are differences between the two sexes. They are. I'm definitely going to buy the trade when it comes out because I thought it would just look really good. I was impressed. I, I, I'll, I'll read Adventure Time and watch it, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, draw, I'm drawing a fucking line, people. That's okay. That 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 is your right, Mister Neesman, and yes. it's our right to be here because it's Wednesday, eleven o'clock comics, episode two hundred and forty-one. I'm Vince B. Yes, you are. I are you a Brony, Vince? Are no, you a Brony. Oh, no, okay. I, no. I, I'm Christopher Neesman, and I own no ponies. <laughs> oh. I uh, am, Jason's out. <laughs> out. He's like, that's it. My little ponies, not bitches. I am. Uh, I'm David Price, and I have been sipping on some whiskey since about seven, so I'm good. Nice. Let me get the boy. How did he get bounced already? Cray cray.
This is strange. Hang on, see, buddy. See, karma, karma bit me in the ass, see? I bet you, <laughs> I bet you it liked what it tasted. Mm, did you get any of my rant or no? You were ranting when it went off? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Damn. So did I, you episode. didn't get any of my no, stick? None of it. Okay. No. We got to the part where you said it's a sad state of uh, affairs of masculinity. It's, and the, yeah, and it's the, the difference between guys and girls. Oh, you did get that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We lost you right when we were doing the intro. Okay. So yeah, who are you? I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Oh, um, well, um, now that I'm back, of course, I'm, I am angry tonight and because I'm Angus T. Jones. I was waiting for that. I knew it. I fucking knew it. I knew it tonight. That's you, awesome. You, you bring out David's pig mouth. Thank seriously. You. Dude, is that kid not wackadoo? Dude, what the can, fuck? Did can the you not, can you not link that directly to him spending all those years, formative years with Charlie Sheen? Is that not directly linked? <laughs> And, and I saw a clip in the video. It's it, the half from the two and a half men. He he went on oh. a website broadcast or something and, and basically said, "Don't watch two and a half men. It's filth. It's riding your brains. I don't like being on it. You shouldn't watch it." Yeah, wow. that's, that's pretty awesome, though. It is. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you are not he, him, I'm not Angus. You are Jason Wood, everybody. And this episode of Eleven O'clock Comics has been brought to you by who? Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get all your funny books and collectibles at fantastic deep discounts, such as from Avatar. This is probably the last time you're going to hear these, so if you, if you want them, jump on them now. I think you have a couple more days left to get in under the wire on the current uh, specials. Dan the Unharmable from Avatar, written by David Lapham, art by Rafael Ortiz, Cover price nineteen ninety nine. Your price ten bucks minus a penny, so it's nine ninety nine. You can also get from Dynamite. It's a hardcover. It's gorgeous. Frank Rosetta, San Julian, Ken Kelly. It's Vampirella, the Warren covers hardcover. Let's see. The price is thirty nine ninety nine. Your price is nineteen ninety nine. Again, fifty percent off. And do not leave without picking up. Volume 5 of the One Piece 3-in-1 by Master Oda. It's amazing. It's $14.99. You can have it for $9.74. DCBService.com. And if you, I'm pointing at you, are a first-time customer, you can get an additional 8% off your already fantastically discounted order by entering this code that Dave's going to tell you in a second. Into the slot. David, what's the code? EOC8. Were your hands over your face? Yes. <laughs> wow, you're sweating. That is the code, EOC8. Slide it in there. Great joy. Much savings. Do it. DCBService.com. All right. Uh, drink roll call. Vince, lead us off. Oh, I have something different, and you're going to love me. What yes. The, huh? I am drinking from the Otter Creek Brewing Company. It is Ooh. called Stovepipe Porter. Oh, that sounds yummy. Where are Hand, they out of? Handcrafted in Middlebury, Vermont. It is uh, brimming with dark roasted malts and a generous amount of American hop stovepipe porter. Features a rich and complex flavor profile. Its dark full body is topped with a thick and creamy mocha head, just like me. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. I love the mocha makes, head. Make some good uh, beers up in the Northeast there, and uh, and it's a good good time of year for porters. It's not frigid cold yet. Um, yeah. It's not, yeah. It's uh, get into the stouts a little bit later, but yeah, I like a good porter. Yummy. I actually bought this for my buddy Mike, and uh, he is uh, allergic to chocolate. 
<laughs> so he's oh. like, dude, wow. what are you doing? Is he really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> Daddy Goupe can't dig on chocolate, huh? Nah, nah. Oh. By the way, you know, shame on him for not ever hanging around the forums. Nah, he's he's a busy man. Busy man. Yeah, busy. You're not busy playing freaking uh, cards <laughs> with you every other night. Well, dude, come on. I mean, come let's, on. If you had the con- forum or hang out with Vince, I mean, what would you do? <laughs> let's continue. Move on. Uh, David, how about you? Uh, oh, I hinted at it. I said I was having some whiskey. I had a little bit of Knob Creek before, but now I'm um, you finishing. You love to slob the knob. I, I do. I do. You, you, you ain't seen that yet. And, uh, and I'm finishing it off tonight with some Courtney and Woods premium bourbon whiskey. Look at you keeping it in line with the show. Because nice. it's, it, it's only 80 proof, so I'm able to just have it with nothing. It's a little sip it. Uh, Jason. Uh, I am drinking, uh, well, I have two things really, but uh, right now I am drinking an Irish coffee mm-hmm. with Jameson as my whiskey o choice. Of course. Uh, of course. And then, uh, totally switching it up from there. Uh, when this is over, I have a couple of bottles of Pacifico. So I was going to say Pacifico because yeah. that's the other, the other end of the spectrum there. Yeah. Um, yeah. so, so, um, 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 speaking of the uh, the islands over there, uh, Marta has, I guess, had haggis like almost every day since she Damn, really? <laughs> wow. So, yeah, well, that's what she was saying on Facebook anyway. Um, so, yeah, she'll be back tomorrow. I'm a bachelor still. I'm getting, I'm getting Damn. wrong. My, yeah, how long did you go? Like, God, over uh, 11 days. Jeez. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm I'm missing my baby, but she'll be back tomorrow. Uh, in the meantime, I'm... Uh, sure, the feeling's I'm, not I'm, mutual. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, she might be back tomorrow, or she may just decide to stay. Apparently, uh-huh. she's, she's kind of fallen in love with Scotland. So, uh, I am oh, drinking some uh, Russell Reserve. They're a ten-year-old. Uh, is it uh, ninety-proof bourbon? So, yep, just uh, kind of like David sipping on a little bourbon. Yay! Nice. nice. Mm-hmm. First EOC live tweet, if I may. Oh, uh-huh. from. Before it. From Mr. Jerry McDade. He says, This will be my first C2E2. Where's all the EOC action at after, slash, after the show? Is there any? There will be, yeah, there will, there will be much action and we will let you know. Yeah. Yeah, I I think, uh, as, as has been most of the conventions the last few years, Twitter on your mobile device is going to be your best friend. If you can, uh, uh, hook up with a hashtag and, uh, also, uh, we mentioned the forum and I'm sure the artist alley. Yes, yep. and in keeping with EOC Live Tweet, let's make the hash mark EOC Live Meet. Oh! Right? <laughs> That's hot! <laughs> I think yeah. he gave David a hernia. That's right. So, Drop it. Like, <laughs> so, so I know our, 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 usual, uh, our usual schedule has been one of the nights we'll, um, we'll do kind Get of gizzards. a... We'll, yeah, we'll get some gizzards at Harold's Chicken Shack. Uh We'll have kind of a, a smaller dinner, just kind of amongst us, and then and then like usually Saturday or so, it's uh, usually kind of the big get together. Is that that's usually how we do it, right? Yeah. This is how we do it. So yeah, so that so just just uh, listen to the show. We'll give Twitter info. I think we just did, and uh, and the forum is a good place because there will be many meetups and and just like David said, uh, we are almost always hanging around uh, Artist Alley. True. We'll be the guy with the six nine uh, New Zealand or Australia. I'll see. The handsome six nine. Don't mm-hmm. forget handsome. Yes. Let's yeah. do one more. Um, oh. I like this one. Jonathan D. Gordon asks, "Do you prefer your comics set in the real world, affected by real events, or pure fiction?" Yes. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with Chris. It, it depends on depends on the subject. It depends on the story. It, it, there are a lot of factors involved. Do I do I love that um, Batman takes place in Gotham and isn't really steeped in a real location? Yes. And do I love the fact? And maybe it's because. I'm primarily an East Coaster, but, you know, I could be driving down the FDR to visit my aunt and I see something that reminds me of Teen Titans Tower or Amazing Spider-Man or The Avengers. So, yeah, there are it, – it really does – I, I, there's no one way or the other with me. I absolutely adore Queen and Country and Orkstein. And good point. Every, everything, it, and I think you guys would probably all agree on this. Um, I don't care where it's set or what the subject matter is, as long as they're telling good and interesting stories. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, I, I don't. I've my favorite comics run the gamut from you know being pretty much completely grounded in in the real world to being as fantastical as you know as it gets. So yeah, I just I don't make any. Back in the day, I would have had a different answer, but but these days, I mean, I make no delineation at all between the setting. It's just if the comic is good and and, and well, you know, well constructed. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah. How about you, you Vince? <laughs> it's much easier to get me to read a a, a fantasy based book. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you guys, uh, if it's good, it's good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm I don't make any. Uh, bones about it but i do prefer the fantastic elements in in my, in my stories like um i remember what was it amazing spider-man 36 with the fallout from the world trade center and dr doom crying oh yes yeah. yeah i didn't care for that too much but um well, you know, there's a couple I, there, things going on with that i mean yeah I just... there are some things to which i would like to get away from from which I would like to get away. That's better right. to say. Yeah, um, so, sometimes you want total escapism. And um, what's the um, the Allison Bechdel uh, graphic? Fun, uh, fun, fun, fun home. Fun home. Fun. Well, Josh. Josh from iFanboy described. We were we were talking at a convention, and I I just read it. And I said, you know, what did you think of it? And and he said, it was really good, and I didn't enjoy reading it you know it's it's and and i'm probably misquoting him but his point was that it was very well done it was a very good piece of of graphic storytelling it's not a an enjoyable read and so sometimes it's like yeah you can set stuff in a very realistic world and it's and that was autobiographical and very hard to read because you knew it was grounded in truth but Sometimes, sometimes I, I yearn for that and I want a really powerful story that I know is, has got a lot of truth to it. Sometimes I want to read the ultimates. Right. But see, yeah. I, I guess it d- depends on, on how you approach it. Cause to me, Crossed is a fun, enjoyable read. But, yeah. but, see, I, it, but, but events, it's because you know it's, 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 Fantastic! You know right. that it's, it's very disturbing. But yeah, right. that, I if, consider if that, that, if that were a true accounts of, of stuff going on. I hope it would disturb you. And the thing is, though, see, at least Maybe. With, with Cross, yeah, I there, hope. I hope there's probably some uh, some rereadability with Cross. Not maybe not so much with Fun Home. Right. Right. Yeah. True. True. Maybe because mm-hmm. it is real that the events are more disturbing. Like Chris said, I don't know. Let's move on. Yes. What, what are we going to uh, do first? I, I I have a thank you. Real quick. Look at you. Yeah, no, well, you do. That, you're the that, new Vince. 
No, no, oh. I'm not the new Vince. I just I'm, I'm, I uh, <laughs> the only one. Uh, I have to give huge thanks to um, Hassan on our form. He uh, he started the gift giving early, and he uh, he surprised me. Oh my goodness! Did we lose David? Uh, no, there you are. Codes. Back up a little bit. Oh, he su- okay. He surprised me, and then he, nothing. He, su- he surprised me with um, with with some Comixology codes in my inbox. I opened up my email, saw some saw an email from Comixology with uh, with some codes to redeem uh, from the man himself. He uh, he sent me the first four issues of the Kupperberg Lytle Doom Patrol. Nice. Oh, cool. Nice. Uh, and the first issue of, um, of, from, oh, see, I, I don't want to screw up the name, but it was, yeah, see, I just lost a page. Uh, the, 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 the Wagner Tower Chronicles. Uh, and, uh, and, and Danger Club. From Image, oh, which I haven't I, read. I so like yeah, so he, he, uh, he, he figured I'd, I'd dig on that because I'm a, I'm a Teen Titans fan. So I'm looking forward to that. Cool, um, but uh, so so. Thank you very much. You know, I, think I did. Will like Danger Club a lot. It's good. I did get a package, but I didn't open it because I'm afraid if you know what I mean. Because it does it doesn't say who it's from. So if it's from it's from one of you mooks, you know, then it. Oh, uh, you know, if it was. From I haven't said anything yet. So no, I haven't said anything. Oh well, then I'll open it. All right, cool. But there's no return address. Um, it's an Amazon fulfillment. Um, oh, okay. Uh, so yeah. Off okay. Yeah, and it is. It, it, actually, I'm really looking forward to reading Tower Chronicles because he he knows being the the Matt Wagner fan that I am. But you know who did the art for Tower Chronicles? I do not. Mr. Simon Bisley. Oh, oh, I cool, saw huh? that today at the um at the it's LCS. A, yeah, it's a different kind of Bisley. It's a lot cleaner than we've cool. Uh, come, All right, come to I'm, I'm really now. looking forward to it. Yeah, no, it looks really and it's thick as hell too. And yeah, it's like, I yeah, believe it's, cover price is only nine seven ninety nine, and it's thick. It's I think like you're a, right. It's like a trade paperback. It's almost yeah. it's almost eighty pages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I'm gonna write so, that down. So, Tower thank Chronicles. you so much, Hassan. Thank you, Hassan, for making David happy. Better you David, open up your box. You Oh, you want me to? Go ahead. Why not? All right, you talk, and I'll go. It doesn't, I'll right here. it doesn't say don't open till Christmas or anything on it, does it? Probably inside the box. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Discuss amongst yourselves while I get this thing open. What are we discussing? I don't know. Well, I know. I, I know. Let's Jason talk about bronies. I, <laughs> I know Jason and I read some things. Ooh, nice. What did we read? Yeah, what'd you get? What'd you get, buddy? Uh, Vince, thank you for doing one of the best comic podcasts in the world. I appreciate all the time and energy that you guys spend every week doing the show. Happy holidays, Hassan T. Oh, look at that. It's Hassan Knight. It is. It is. From Drawn and Quarterly. It's Red Snow by Susumu Katsumata. Mm -hmm. Nice. And this was on my my wish list. (laughs) What's up, Chris? How you doing, buddy? Oh, this is fantastic. I'm going to send you something, Chris, so you, you, you can send me something. That way we can be okay. part of the cool crew. Oh, I'm going to read this for next week. Now, i got to be honest. Hassan actually reached out to me. I know he's got something in the works for, I think, for all four of us. He's, yeah, he, he, so I, Thank I, you, uh, Hassan. I, I, this is it, great. It just strikes me as funny. No, love you. <laughs> Manga. Uh, well, I, 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 Jason and I have been reading some Valiant. Yeah, we have. Oh, really? 
Yeah, yeah we have. And I got to say, before you, you jump in, I I gave the Valiant relaunch short shrift when it first came out. I uh, I thought the first issue of Harbinger and the first six of, issue of Exo Man of War were not my shti. I, I agree with you there. There you go. And so I, I, I gave, I, I just ignored it. I was like, I'm out. And there's been like a long running, passionate love, love affair going on in the forums for Campbell won't let it go. Campbell oh, yeah. will not. Tell me out too. Like, what the fuck? So, um, <laughs> but, uh, there was a valiant sale on, in comicsology. So I, uh, I decided, you know what? For 99 cents, I'll take another, take another look. So I, uh, yeah, I picked up the first five issues of Bloodshot. Yeah. Uh, I had, I was already buying Archer and Armstrong, but I had just let it had been sitting on my stack. Uh, and I picked up, um, let's see, uh, the first issue of, uh, Shadow Man. Same here. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't have my iPad sitting here. Um, but yeah, so, but, but I, I, oh, I, the, the, well, look, the, uh, oh, you said, you said Bloodshot, Archer, and Armstrong, Shadow Man. Yeah, so that's it. And you okay. mentioned Exo and, and, uh, Harbinger, so that's it. I didn't pick up the Harbingers. No, I know. I'm saying, but, so we've mentioned all five of their title. Yeah, yeah we did. So I read through the first five issues of Bloodshot. Is that where you're at? Yes. What'd you think? I, I really, with, with, with the exception of, of the, uh, the misstep on the last page of the fourth issue, I thought everything has been pretty slamming so far. The, uh, I mean, the art, I, I, like you, I'm, I'm, I'm more pleased when, uh, Manuel is doing the art than the, um, than the more, I guess, Clean, well, you call it CGI, but, but, but the Lozy pages were kind of, or his panels, where, where, where you see more about, um, his home life and not, when we're not focused on Bloodshot and we're talking about what he does at home with his families. I'm not real thrilled with that art, but overall, the story and, and it's moving at a really good clip. We're mm-hmm. not, uh, we're not, you know, getting bogged down with, uh, Little side stories and 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 drawing out origins. It's like you you kind of really need to to run along with with the story. You can't don't don't fall behind. Don't uh, don't dawdle because because it's 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 moving pretty well. And if it, there's some things where it's even you kind of maybe have to read between the lines a little bit here and there. But I uh, I have been. I was hoping that by the time I got to the end of the fifth issue, we we might have a a closer, a complete arc. But even the fifth issue continues into the sixth. But when I got to the end of the fifth issue, I want to read that next chapter now. So I, I, Swarzynski is writing one hell of a story. It's it's um, you know that there it's respectful to to soldiers to to to, to our vets who who have fought in wars and, and, and nothing is really gratuitous or um or just skewed. It's, yeah, no, it really isn't and, and it's it's violent. It's I mean, you know, you have limbs being torn off, you have headshots, you have body shots, you have there's a lot of blood in this book. It's it's not for the uh for the easily queasied. It's it's a very um I, I really appreciate the fact that it moves along. I mean, there there were times, Vince, when when we were reading Cable, that's where since he was writing, where 
it kind of felt a little padded and, and things taking their time here. And, there's and, no, and sucky. And yeah. <laughs> yeah well, some of that, you know, thanks, Galacy. But some of the, uh, some of what, um, what's happening in Bloodshot is you, you don't have time to catch your breath. It's just moving really quickly and it's nice. good. And all the characters, all the characters make sense, especially that the, um, the reveal when, when Bloodshot went to go visit one of, slight spoilers, one of his wives and, and, who that person actually is and his connection to a creator and things like it's just it it really is well thought out well i i'd say it's well written yeah i would say it's like if it, it's like a john woo it's like if john woo got the ability to direct um a big budget you know like sci-fi movie like it's 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 so action-packed and um you know i'm i I was reluctant because i know david's a big fan of rosinski both in comics and as an author i i haven't admittedly not had as much of a positive experience with him i mean i wouldn't say that i've disliked him but i don't i don't feel like he's ever had a series that i was like oh this is the jam um but i have to say yeah he's, he's he's definitely doing something right for me here um you know, to me, this is kind of like, um, I guess, like a little bit like a um, unknown soldier type of thing, or like um, maybe like a little bit, like a little bit of like uh, who is Jake Ellis mixed in? You know, okay. like uh, hey, now I like that series. <laughs> You're adorable. I know. No, we we Jason and I thought it was. Started off. Yeah, well. I just didn't like the ending. No, I mean right. in a good way. I, yeah, I know. I just mean like you know the premise is that basically he's this. He he's not who he thinks he is. Right. You know. Uh, oh, and that's another thing. Yeah, as soon as we find out, not not to interrupt you, but it's it's one of those things where, in in a big two book, him finding out that that first issue probably would have gone over four four issues at Marvel or DC. Oh yeah. Ooh. Whereas they can't, they can't either shoes, a slight dig. Well, no, I'm just, I'm serious. It's that, but that's what I'm saying. Though things are moving along. That was the thing about the clip. old Valiant, right? They moved at a good clip. They didn't. They did. They did. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, it's 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 uh, it's just nonstop, uh, and the guy is, uh, he's a badass. You know, he uh, <laughs> he's certainly equipped to. Um, well, we, we, I mean, look, this is given on the first page of the book, so let's not – the premise of the book is that this guy uh, is uh, a super soldier, and he is um, – his body is full of nanites. Yes. And the nanites can basically do anything you can imagine. It kind of makes him like a wolverine. It, uh, yeah, he he's got heal. a yeah, healing factor, but it also gives him enhanced strength and senses, and he can speak to machines and – Basically, the nanites allow him to. He can change. He can shift like mystique for periods of time. He can basically can do anything he needs to do. Um, but it's not like a complete omnipotence in the sense that the nanites, you know, he can't. The nanites, if they do things, do definitely, you know, affect his physiology. And and he, the nanites are not um, sort of. They're not self-sustaining. They need they need uh, protein to 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 continue to to work. And so uh, there's actually an interesting scene where he, he's sort of he needs to heal and he's not it's not healing because the nanites are kind of worn out and he he looks down and he sees a couple cattle 
grazing and all of a sudden <laughs> he's like, I'll be right back. And then he comes back covered in blood and he's like, I'm good now. So it's like, you know, it's like <laughs> he slaughtered a bunch of cows and ate them to, to get himself recharged. So, you know, he, so, so he is definitely prone to some weakness, but, uh, but it's setting up this, you know, this big government conspiracy and, um, and, and, you know, I don't know about you, David, but I'm wondering, like, you know, I was, or I should say, I was wondering, you know, if there were others like him, you know, and then I guess, you know, then we, we kind of get the answer to that, I guess, sort of at the end of the, of the first arc. But, uh, but I'm with you. I, I can't wait for the sixth issue. I, I, I'm, they got me hooked. They, they, they definitely have me hooked. It's, um, and, and as with, as Valiant from the past, um, the uh our, our our um our young woman pulse was her code name her real name is is Kara or is it Melissa see this is where i was a little confused cuz i got to the end of the fourth issue in bloodsport and bloodsport bloodshot is all decked out ready to go to war and his two female companions both say who they are but the word balloons were pointing to the wrong person so when i got to the fifth issue and i read the what had come before i was all a little bit Flummox because I'm like, well, why would the EMT have a code name? And so that aside, which is that was the only part that I grimaced at. But once, but as I'm, I was saying, Vince, um, Harada is mentioned in, oh, in, an, in an issue of Bloodshot. So they mm-hmm. are, there is a, um, you know, obviously th- there is a connected universe here. So, and, and I know that we've seen previews of, of Ninjak appearing in EXO and things like that. So, and, and they mentioned, I believe, um, one of the, uh, Anipata were introduced in EXO Man of War number one. So, uh, yeah, so there are the, um. See, I'm scared. I, I am too, <laughs> but see, I'm, I'm, I am, I am reading what, like, okay, I, I read, I did read, Issues two and three of Exo Man of War, and mm-hmm. it it did improve after the first issue. I haven't gone back since, but I I I felt that they recovered after what I felt was was a shaky first issue. Right. I I did not go back to Harbinger after the first issue, and um, but of course I, I gave X um, I gave Archer and Armstrong a shot because of Fred Van Lanty, and I am very happy to do so, and and. Just based on the way these two characters interact, and and as long as um, as long as the book maintains that that feel that flavor, I'll be reading Archer for a long time, no matter where it ties into the rest of the Valiant universe. Bloodshot, I gave a shot to, and and uh, <laughs> but it's it really did. That was the one that surprised me the most because I I was never the Biggest Bloodshot fan from back in the day. Oh, okay, you know the, the Don Perlin came in and 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 he started working on the art and and uh, and I, I it just it felt like a Punisher clone back then and it just I I wasn't really into the whole guns and ammo type of comics back then and and so I really wasn't as keen on Bloodshot. But here, for whatever reason, whatever Swarzynski's doing, whatever that the setting is, or because we're, you know, twenty years later, I'm enjoying Bloodshot a hell of a lot right now. Nice. Yeah, and, and the other thing I will say is uh although I don't know it's fair to classify it as a villain yet, there is an illusion to a potential villain that comes in the future. And as you guys know and many of our listeners know, for some reason one of the scariest things to me of all time is the blob. 
<laughs> and this wow, is basically again, a play on that. And this is basically a play on that. So when you give me a comic that's action-packed, uh, oh nice, yeah, there's a blob, oh my god, there's a blob involved, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm all, I'm all. And she's just not, and 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 the blob is not just that. The, the the that's a mean individual. Hope it's not yes. the five blobs. That would be nasty. So, but J- th- J- Jason, are you a Steve McQueen blob guy? <laughs> I am every blob movie from the one with uh, Kevin Dillon, Kevin Dillon, all the way back to the original. <laughs> Spence. Scare the shit out of him. I'm telling you, the Larry wait, wait, Hagman that, movies. Wait, was the best. that McQueen? McQueen was in the original blob, right? Uh, yes. Was that one like crazy? That was the first one. Yes, McQueen was. Okay. In, yeah, yeah, because oh, la- last week by the way, thank you, Timmy Wood, because I was talking about True West and said fucking Sam Elliott instead of yeah. Sam Shepard, which would be I cool was, though. I had been drinking a little bit, and yes, yeah. it's Sam. It's Sam. It's, that's a Sam Shepard play, not Sam Elliott. So. But, but the, re- the yeah, reason why I, in the uh, fifty-eight version, yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. The reason why I say I'm scared is because Valiant is making it disgustingly easy to jump on board their titles. All the first editions of their trade paperbacks are nine ninety nine. Man, I love that. I love That's that. really mm-hmm. smart to do. Vertigo, but, Vertigo. Does Vertigo still do that? I'm not sure. Uh, Mar- uh, Image does for a lot of their books. Yeah. They'll, they'll make the first trade uh, 10 bucks. But the reason why I'm scared is because I know if I read one, I'm going to jump in and on all, what, five? Right now, five. I, yeah. yeah, I can't budget myself. So it's like, I'm trying to stay away, but I don't think it's going to last. Uh, Zephyr was introduced in a backup in one of the, uh, I'm not sure. See, I, I've been running through them so quickly. I don't know if, if it was in Archer or if it was in Bloodshot, but we've had an appearance. We, we've had a, um, we, we, we've, we've met Zephyr on, in the pages of a Valiant comic so far. Or Zeppelin, as Musclehead used to call her. Cool. Let's, uh, you guys cover the bases there? Because we got yeah, a, we're good. A, I think good, yeah. A, yeah. Read bloodshot, a ton. Read bloodshot and yes. try valiant and tell me how good they are, and then I'll have an excuse for picking up more comics. Yes, um, we're not good enough. Uh, Rob Ortega, fifty-two. No, you are good enough. <laughs> so, so, what are some music-based comics that you dig? I.e., oh. the Kiss stuff, uh, M.F. Grimm's sentences. Actually, I answered him. I said Umbrella Academy. Oh, okay. Umbrella Academy. You yeah. know what's really yeah, good? Yeah, but that, I mean, that's by a yes, music. I know. It's not really. Yeah, I guess there's music in it. Violet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Violet. Uh, <laughs> if you frequent Boing Boing, Ed Piscor has a really good hip hop comic. Now, I'm unfamiliar with all these people. And I guess, like Julian said, that's kind of the point to, to read this, this hip hop comic and learn about the, the genre. But Piscor does a great job. Have you ever, Jason, if you haven't yes. read this, you yes. you have read it. Isn't um, it awesome? It's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah, really it's good. And I was even joking with Piscor uh, on Twitter the, that uh, he, Kagan, McLeod, and I should get into a uh, into a. Uh, oh, we should have a white boy rap uh, rap discussion. Nice. <laughs> and and the, the name of the comic is Hip Hop Family Tree, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just really great stuff. Um, and, and I, the, the red, the redneck in me is just like, no, guys, they're talking about music. No, wait a second. <laughs> oh, even, even, even if you don't have any interest in the the music itself, the comic is fantastic. Yeah. He he's a, car, a just amazing cartoonist, really good. Yeah, and, if you, and, and if Klaus you, level cartoonist. If wow. you Google him, <laughs> one of the pictures that comes up, 
is him, which is why he's my boy, because this is how I was dressed a, a, a couple weeks ago. He is wearing a a, uh, a suede Kangol oh, and a cheetah jacket and a big old tie and shirt. It looks awesome. It's really, really cool. cool. Yeah. And, I got, and I've made, uh, what do you go got? Ahead. Um, oh. A few. Um, first of all, uh, if you like Brett Pop at all, you have to read Phonogram. Oh, yeah. Yes, forgot about that. Phonogram is so, so, so good. Um, there was a, um, uh, a Johnny Cash graphic novel yes. um, called I See a Darkness that looks absolutely beautiful. I didn't necessarily love the story. It was good enough, but the art in it is just absolutely beautiful. And, uh, Two good picks from you so far. And Love and Rockets. A lot of music in Love and Rockets. Yeah. True. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, you're right. I'm gonna write that down because I, I think you're, you're on target with that one. Who gives a shit what I think? Winner, um, winner, chicken dinner! Vince, there you go. You but you know what? And here's where I'm gonna lose you. Uh, I, I've said it before and I will not cease praising this book. I think IDW's Kiss Comic is just fantastic. Cool. See, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I wanna read it. It is so, if, I mean, yes, it's slanted towards fans of the band, uh, so, because there are, it's really steeped in the mythology of, of Kiss, the, the song titles, album titles, album photographs play into the, the, uh, the storylines. It's just, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's not League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but it just gives me so much joy to read that damn book. I, I, I love it. And, yeah. and I'm glad they're publishing it. And there's also the, uh, the number seven, Vince. What did you say? I'm surprised you didn't say Final Crisis number seven. <laughs> Final Crisis with the singing Superman. <laughs> Be awesome. Oh. Uh, there's the uh, the Neil Young uh, Greenvale, uh, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Greenvale. Cliff Chang. Great album. Great, great album. Yep. Cliff Chang is. Awesome. I will not cite any of the Coheed and Cambria books because they all suck balls. <laughs> oh damn! Oh come oh, on, nice. nice to burn them. Burn them through like half those. Oh, I'm not saying the art. The 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 huh. storyline is incomprehensible. Forget it. You, I I have the albums and and they'll include the the song um, uh, lyrics and everything, and I still can't make out heads or tail what's going on in a, on a Coheed and Cambria album. Did uh, did ICP put it in comics? What? ICP? <laughs> what? I wish they did. I'd be oh, on that like God. crazy. Yeah. It's nothing but miracles, bro. Fucking magnets. How do they work? Seriously. <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> what else? <laughs> well, let's let's do one more. I, there was one here that David's going yeah, go to eat right up. Right up. Um, oh, where is it? Oh, here it is. D. Wayne Feenstra asks, what was your favorite amalgam character or book? I saw that. Well, that's again. a great character. That's a great uh, question. Oh man, I, I haven't read them all yet. Uh, I love the um, I love Super Soldier with Gary Frank art. Yes. Uh, there's also uh, Spider Boy. Um, Just don't say Dark Claw. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. But wasn't uh, damn? No, I think. Oh wait, no. What was the one that Ringo did? Um, he did. Spider Boy, didn't he? Did he do Spider Boy? Yeah, I think so. Because he was drawing. I'm Super pretty Boy. sure. Google it. <laughs> Google it. You know what mine is, right? <laughs> I know what yours is in Amazon. <laughs> yeah, it sucked. <laughs> I did not like <laughs> that at all, dude. Oh, John nah. Bird. Oh, John nah, Bird. That's this jank. 
<laughs> that was, that was, for those that don't know why I'm saying it, it's, uh, it was basically Storm Aurora Monroe as, uh, as, as Wonder Woman. Yeah, like that. Uh, oh, God. So, okay. Speed Demon was my favorite. I love Speed Demon. Dude, uh, yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, that was good. I like Speed Demon. I was going to say Dr. Strange Fate, maybe? Yes, That's- right. Um, that was actually Ron Mars and, uh, and Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. Garcia and, Lopez. I think, and Kevin Nolan, right? But maybe? Or no? I Rings love Nolan. Um, Inks. Uh, Speed. JLX was great. Yeah, I like Speed Dude, you know what one I thought, or in retrospect, like should have been awesome, but I thought was kind of the suck? Batman. Bruce Wayne, Agent of Shield. Yes, yeah, see, I was thinking of that yeah. one too. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh, when did these Bruce come out? Carrie Nord uh, did the uh, art. Uh, the mid-90s. Mid-90s. Yeah. Uh, Bullets and Bracelets okay, was uh, actually pretty good. That was the kind of the... Uh, but that the also, espionage that, one. It, right, and that, but that's where... That also... That, that was Super Soldier and... Was it Amazon? It was Amazon. Was it? It no, was Super- it was it was Diana Prince. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Our boy, uh, our, our, our boy Art Bear, uh did Magneto and the Magnetic Man. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I, I I think pretty much on average the amalgam stuff is is all really good. Yeah, there's one or two stinkers, but that's based on personal preference. That uh, you know the the quality of the books was pretty much maintained straight across the line. I think Vince, how was Lobo the Duck not your favorite? <laughs> you know, I, I have to admit this. That's the only one I don't have. Yeah, I I have no idea why I didn't. Over the years, I just did never pick that up. I don't know why. Spider Boy was penciled by Waringo, and uh, and I was thinking of the cover of Bullets and Bracelets because Super Soldier Man of War was um, with art by uh, Gibbons and Palmiotti, and it was uh, Bullets and Bracelets that was uh, that was penciled by Gary Frank. So that's the one I was thinking of that that cover. Those are and you can get those books for like a buck these days. Yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I haven't read them in I a long time, but it, I'm thinking about wanting to reread them because the, the concepts were pretty dope. I thought, like, I don't know, I, I kind of it was totally right up my alley. The whole thing, I don't know. Like Doctor Strange, fantastic for the art by Tom Grummet. Yeah, Doctor Strange Fate. That's brilliant. Just yeah, the name alone yeah, is brilliant. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right, let's and have Chris talk Vince? about something. Oh, God, I was going to huh. say Thorion of the New Asgods. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Good stuff. Sure. Good stuff. Ascots. <laughs> uh, Scott. What do you got, Chris? Bring I, have, I, ca- I caught up on uh, on one of our, oh. I think, collectively one of the, one of the books that we all really enjoy, and that's um, from our uh, longtime friend and sometimes uh, guest Jeff Lemire. I caught up on the uh, fifth trade of Sweet Tooth. Ooh. Nice. Are you guys Are you guys caught up on Sweet Tooth yet? No. Well, what does that trade go through? I'm reading it in issues. That trade goes through issues. I never put these in the same place. Um, come on, why are you making it hard for me to? It's the un. It's the um, unnatural habits um, storyline. It's it's basically the entire story uh, leading up to when they take the dam back. It is through issue thirty two. Uh, yeah, I, I think, I'm pretty sure I'm past that, yeah. Okay, yeah, this is, um, it starts with the three issues that Matt Kent drew. Yes. Which okay. is, yes. is going back into, um, 
I guess it would be Alaska in the 1800s or, or no, early, it's early turn of the century, like 1911. And it's, uh, it's kind of a story that reveals where the plague came from and the hybrids and, uh, and the curse that has kind of, be, you know, befallen the, uh, the world. And so that was, that was a really nice, uh, three issues. Always, always great to see, uh, Matt Kent doing uh uh doing stuff whether it's it's his own stuff like revolver or three story or the super spy stuff but see him on Tooth. what my oh my gosh which is great um thank you uh but it was great to see him uh do a little turn on sweet tooth and i think that's why while jeff was what was he working on uh would have been underwater welder probably Mm mm-hmm yeah, probably finishing that up, or he was. Yeah, because yeah. he was he was writing a ton of stuff and working on underwater welders. So I think he needed uh, someone to come in and uh, and take a turn on art, and and Matt was perfect for that kind of you know throwback Victorian era um, story. But anyway, uh, uh, spoilers, uh, mild spoilers. Uh, we just kind of catch up with the rest of the the Sweet Tooth group after the the flashback story and it's all centered around uh, a dam that they have found that was um what are they called the the eco um like it was almost like a biodome but it was within this dam and they find out that the guy who uh is running the place is not who he says he uh is and they find the people that uh, uh that he kind of threw out of the dam and um hilarity and blood and guts uh ensue uh we also kind of see the uh um i mean th- this this book is really about for me anyway is about the relationship between Gus and Shepard that's what the book is about and agree. and we see that relationship kind of continue to evolve even when when Gus and Shepard aren't together because we see how um how focused they've become on each other and how this is their journey together and whenever they are separated it's about them finding each other so they can find out what happened to the world and and how Gus fits into it. So I thought that, you know, with all the other stuff that was going on with, with the other characters, that remained central to the plot and, and strengthened. This did kind of feel like a, a bridge arc, t- kind of getting to the next important part of the journey, um, but it was still entertaining and, and there was some nice character development. So um, I will miss this book when it's gone. Um, because it is, it is so well done, but, uh, Sweet Tooth continues to be something whenever there's a new trade that comes out, I buy it and it always, uh, amazes me how fast I read it. You know, I sat down and, you know, I went through this in basically one sitting and wanted to read it again. It's always, always good stuff. So he's going to end the series, um, around issue 40, right? Is that, is that what he said? 39, 40 around there? Mm, that would mean that there would be only like one more trade. So I guess I'm assuming that they're going, I'm assuming that they're going to make it to Alaska to, uh, um, once again, assuming to the spot that was revealed in the flashback story that, that, um, that Matt drew. Yeah. Then, it's, um, it, it is ending with issue 40 and, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Jeff said it's going to be oversized. I don't know that, I don't know whether it's like, yeah, just a couple extra pages or like, Really oversized, but I think he, he, uh, yeah, it's, it's ending at 40. Yeah. 
It's good. I mean, it's good. It's good post-apocalyptic fiction. Um, maybe more so than our um, favorite Sunday night zombie TV show. <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that uh, all our favorite, but okay. Yeah, here, here. Um, <laughs> I'd say it's, your, it's your favorite Sunday night zombie show, isn't it? I don't watch a sh- zombie show on Sunday night. Oh, are you done? Have you? I'm done. Up? I'm yeah. out. Yeah. After after what last week? After the uh, the, the, the after the nuptials, I, I was gone. See? Oh, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> no, what am I saying? Nuptials. The, um, the birth. The birth. That's stupid. The birth. Yeah. The birth. The birth. Nuptials. Barf. An idiot. But um, I, hope, I hope somebody eats Andrea and. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind that. That's okay. Yeah, and not, not in a not the way that Vince is talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so done with her. I was. I was talking. I think I had PM'd you guys today. It's amazing to me how much I love that character in the first <laughs> issues of the comics, and how much I can't fucking stand her in the TV show. So hot. Yeah, it's though. true. Oh god, it's true. Not to uh to just to jump back real quick to yeah, that. I have to say. I mean, I think that uh, when we were in. Uh, I guess it was, was it New York? I guess it was C2E2 two years ago. I can't remember. When, when did I get, David, do you remember when I got the, uh, can't to do that piece of my Avengers Jam piece? Was that New York? That was New York. Okay. Yeah, that's, so that he, he was just finishing up his, uh, the art chores on, uh, his issues of Sweet Tooth then, cause he had the, uh, he had the pages with him. So while he was drawing on my Jam piece, he let us look through the pages. Yeah. And, uh, can't this is, and, uh, yeah, man, I gotta say, like, like, Kent's one of those guys, like, I, I, uh, I realize his, his art style is very, um, specific. So, like, I, I get if, if it might not be everyone's cup of tea, but it's just, it, I love his stuff. I just think it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's relatively, like, you know, simplistic, like, in his lines, but it's, but it's very confident, and, uh, mm-hmm. he's, oh, yeah. he's an excellent storyteller. You know, he's, he, he doesn't, uh, you know, he's not, he's not gonna blow you away with, like, the detail of his rendering, but he's gonna, he's gonna convey the story with, with just the right amount of lines, and so I, I'm a huge what fan. Did, and I have to, what's that? What did he do on your uh, on your jam piece? Uh, he did on my Alpha Flight, not my Avengers. He did a oh, super. Yeah. Yeah, nice, nice. Awesome. He did he did uh, Iron Man on yeah, nice. yeah event right. yep. with with the the pointy mask, and it honestly yeah. it's it's one of the major standouts on that piece. I love it, love it, love it, love it. He's yeah, uh, I know you probably haven't seen the previews that came out today, but. Dark Horse is going straight to hardcover with the first trade of Mind Management. Mind Management, nice. Good. Yeah, was, it's uh 19.99, and I think it covers the first six issues. Is that oh, nice. an ongoing? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's ongoing. I'm getting an issue, so. Yeah, I'm gonna pick up that well, hardcover. You, you know what, Vince? Once you read the uh, the first one, once you get the collection and read it, then maybe we could talk about it because I've been reading it as it comes yeah, out. Yeah, I'd love to. Great. Uh, oh, cool. It's awesome. Well, I got. Some, I'm probably going to get staticky, but I don't care. Do it. I got something. Speaking of Jason talking about something, I have something that Jason talked up a while back, <laughs> but uh, I was going to wait uh, for the eventual trade, and that's exactly what happened. Um, it's Paul Grist's Mudman. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I only talked about that that first issue, right? Right. Um, have you read any more past the I first? Not. No. Uh, it's just. A whole bunch of of them amazing. It's it's awesome. Um, the it's published by Image. Uh, Paul Gris does the writing. He does the art. Um, I think Bill Crabtree does the colors. Let me make sure because I don't want to shortchange anybody. Right? Uh, 
Oh, Holy crap, it doesn't say. It just says by Paul Grist. I can get the... Uh... That's a crock of crap. <laughs> Why doesn't it say the colors? I'm pretty sure. Well, anyway, hey, I don't know. It doesn't. Let's see. I think it's Crabtree. There's a splash page. Ha! Tongue in cheek because it involves a lot of water. Um, <laughs> yes, Bill Crabtree does the colors. It says it on on the on the splash of every issue. Uh, but in a, in a nutshell, it's it's really cool. Very simple stuff. You have Owen Craig who is uh, a fairly typical middle class british teen you know he does the things most kids do he 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 uh makes trouble with his best mate jack newton they go out at night tagging um you know old abandoned buildings um he attends classes at king cedric's where he spends most of his time avoiding the mumble mouth oh, oh shit dude Douche. Douche. Let's do a, let's do a, let's do an EOC live tweet. Yeah. Right. We wait for, uh, for Vince. Um, Jason, why don't you, do, do you have your, your Twitter up? Uh, hold on. Let me, uh, it, uh, let's see. Um, a lot of comments tonight. Not a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, all, they're all talking with each other. Is that about? I know. What's up with that? Uh, let's see here. Who had a butter? Oh, I'm sorry. The guy. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, do you, I don't see any questions. I, I'm looking through the. It's all chats. Uh, uh, do you our, uh, our boy Andrew Shaw over in Australia, who yeah. had actually this sucks because well Vince could answer, but who had a better run of horror comics, Marvel or DC? Hands down, DC. Mm, yeah, I don't even think it's it's. I don't even. Yeah, I don't even see how you could. What did like Marvel way. have? Uh, Frankenstein. Mm, yeah, man thing maybe or oh yeah, that's yeah, man thing more like Morbius than a living vampire. But no, yeah, d- yeah, definitely. yeah, not yeah, not even. Nah, D- DC Vince, Vince says DC, so there you go. Yeah, I mean Alan Moore's Swamp <laughs> Thing and conversation over. Yeah. Uh, so so Thank pick a better you. question. God, oh, damn! Oh, I'm joking. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> um, that's a question for Vince. <laughs> It's, uh, Jerry has questions question. for Vince. Yeah. Jerry has asked this question several weeks in a row, and I guess we haven't answered it because he keeps asking it so loud. Let's answer it. Um, if you could have one comic, oh, 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 oh. I see what he did there. Oh, never mind. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, here you go. Because Samsa asks, if you could only have one issue of a comic on a desert island, what would it be? Uh, one issue of a comic. one issue. My yeah. good book. No. no, you're not. One issue, jeez. Uh, wow, one issue, my goodness. Action Comics number one, because when right. I get off that fucking island, I'm going to be one to cage it out. Deep. Yeah. Uh, one issue, man. Um, I mean, that's, that's, that's what our favorite point. issue is of all time, I guess. Uh, no, is it your favorite issue, or is it going to have rereadability? Yeah. I mean, it must be yeah. self-contained for that reason, I would think. Um, yeah. Right? Like, so he's like, what's my favorite one shot of all time? I... <laughs> Encyclopedia Deadpoolica. Oh, nice. Oh. <laughs> now you're good, Vince. I bought him that. I know. That's sweet. Commanding number nine, the greatest comic ever published. Ever. I knew you were going to say Ever. That. Ever. ever. Hands down. All other you're comics are number two or less. God, a single issue? God, I don't know. Um... No, Amazing Fantasy 15. I don't know. <laughs> you just I mean, it's like one... It's, 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 
expensive. He said action, and he said amazing. Hawkeye number seven. You know, I have my head so far up my ass this week. All other comics are number two or less. What the hell is wrong with me? What? When I, it's, it's, we know what you mean. We can, the, we, yeah, I know, but they're probably but thinking have, he is such no, a dumbass. Tr- dude, trust me, they all have the Vince the English Dictionary. It's all good. All, all, all <laughs> of the comics are number two or greater. So stupid. <laughs> or less. I'm an idiot. That, did we all answer this? Uh, no, I didn't, because I'm thinking, but I want you to continue your story about... Oh, I I know what David's would be. Body bags number three. That's <laughs> <laughs> That's would be that, that would be the one you make the raft out of it. I, 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 lo- I love that Electric Mayhem is asking um, Jason fantasy football advice and he goes to live tweets. He's like, who do I start in my PPR league? <laughs> oh, uh, Bradshaw. Really good running backs. I would... Uh, in a PPR, I'd, uh, I'd I'd go with Bradshaw ever so slightly, but that's good. That's a good selection of running backs there, buddy. <laughs> All right. Uh, New annual number two. Oh, David, uh, oh, nice. Shit. Oh, and you, you know, know, I, you know what? Even though yeah. I, I said Encyclopedia Deadpool because I knew it would make Vince smile, but um, now that I think about it, my 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 real answer would be um, uh, X Men number ninety four. Nice. There you go. Well, I'll, I'll, I will go firmly in between David and and Jason, which is a very comfy place to be, and I will go with the Teen Titans X Men crossover. Oh, that is a good one. Not a good one. You are hot. That, that is a good one. You are hot. So hot. I'm ready for you, Brad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, back to the back to the mud man. Trade paperback collects issues one to five. Paul Grist writes and draws. Bill Crabtree colors. Owen Craig, middle class British teenager, goes to King Cedric's, avoids the bully Spence. He fidgets a lot in detention with his buddy Jack. He makes goo-goo eyes at the new girl, whose name is Summer Season, and that is a hilarious name. Her last name is Season with a C, C-E-A-S-O-N. <laughs> so you get nothing really out of the ordinary with the kid except, and here's where it begins, uh, something very strange happened to him on the night of the last day of summer vacation. He and Jack are out tooling around this old abandoned house, and they're tagging the walls, and... uh he, he lives in a, a coastal town called Burnbridge on Sea, where uh, it, it's a little sleepy locale that's known for its mud. There's a lot of mud around the place because they're a coastal town, okay? Water tends to make mud, right? Um, and, and it's a night that's illuminated with this strange electrical activity. Uh, so the pair kill their last few moments of summer freedom, tagging the walls in this creepy mansion that uh, Owen has dubbed the Scooby-Doo house, when the kid stumbles upon a hidden control room uh, containing a strange uh, machinery and this earthen-colored superhero costume. But he he doesn't have time to appreciate it or wondering or wonder what the hell this is because the the revelation is kind of cut short when he thinks he hears somebody other than his pal Jack in the house. So the pair beat feet out of there and um, amidst a, a hail of gunshots, the whoever it was in the house uh, actually fired on the kid, right? Uh, so he thinks he dodged the proverbial bullet. Um, and if you have read this, you know how tongue-in-cheek that is. Uh, so Owen wakes the next day. And he finds that he has somehow gained the power to turn his physical form into mud. 
and he's thinking this has to be a dream. Uh, I, he, he, there's, there's a really nice page that, uh, Grist illustrates it, uh, magnificently where he's, it's, it's a, um, a multi-page, a multi-panel page of his hands and you actually see them turning to mud and back. Um, it's really neat. And, uh, so uh, how did this happen? Uh, who or what was responsible? Is, is Owen dreaming? Uh, I'll let, Mr. Grist fill you in on all the details because Mudman is a book of many mysteries. Um, not the least of which is how he got these strange powers. There's who's Captain Gull and why has he taken such an interest in Owen? Who was the original resident of this Scooby-Doo house? What happened to him? Was he a superhero? Was he just nuts? What the hell's the deal? Uh, who is this ghostly raven-haired woman that pops up every so often offer Owen cryptic advice. It's This series moves at a really fast clip. I mean, it's only five issues, and you get to see uh, a villain called the Shirtless Man, who uh, is a water wizard with a fiery temper. The dude can make physical constructs out of water. It's, that's awesome, okay? Uh, there's an old woman with an axe who hunts these clay-face-like creatures she calls mud rats. Owen is... is uh, elbow deep in in mud and he's just trying to get a handle on his powers like how to control it because uh the uh captain gull keeps telling him you know what you're a lot power than you powerful than more powerful than you think you are you need to get a handle on this stuff so the kids in the mud and and while he's doing this these these clay face like creatures just pop out of the mud and all of a sudden this rotund old woman with a cape on and two axes comes over and starts cutting the shit out of these mud creatures and she's like oh yeah they're they're mud rats i i never saw them that big though so you can like draw the line between him testing his powers and these mud rats being much larger than usual okay uh there's a, a flying uh if you've seen don cosarelli's phantasm remember the silver sphere with the blades in it Yes. Yes, you have to have seen Phantasm. Yes. Woe yes. to you who have not seen Phantasm. Uh, at least the original one. Um, th- really there's, a, there's a silver sphere with a bird-like face, and it has these retractable Wolverine uh, triple-bladed, well, they're, they're razor-sharp wings that, that, that pop out, and it keeps following Owen around. What, what is this? You know, there's this battle between an unnamed swashbuckling dude and a crazy energy guy, neither of which are, are, are named, but their skirmish plays into a lot of the events in the book. It's, it's awesome, but it, a lot of the questions aren't answered, which didn't really bother me all that much because Grist's art is just delicious. I mean, if you've seen Jack Staff, or Kane, his his other uh, series, a long running series from numerous publishers. Um, the guy is old school as hell. Um, he's he's lodged kind of smack dab between Alex Toth and Pat Boyette. Hmm. He, he's a very yeah. very sparse, strong line. Doesn't spend a whole lot of time noodling. You know, uh, he's got a straight, clear, to the point style. Uh, the thing I, I, I love a lot about what he does, and Toth did this too, he uses these really inventive panel compositions and, and layouts where he'll take a single action on a page and just spread it across multiple panels. And, and Toth employed that really well. Like, uh, you'll have, um, 
just him being sucked up by this big water creature and it's it's in actually five panels but it's it's spread out over the course of a page where you get this single moment in time that's delineated over the course of multiple panels i love that because that to me just says hey you know what time is really slowing down here or it, it there's a feeling of time slowing down i just i think it's amazing technique uh, there are a lot of pages like Toth that are panelless, where the uh, the uh, uh, boundaries of the action are delineated by, say, a puddle of mud. Like two guys fighting in a puddle of mud. Well, the extremes of the puddle of mud are actually what would be the panel borders. It's just awesome stuff. Ah. Yeah. And I got to imagine Grist would be a very blunt and, and pointed speaker because he does not waste time with his uh drawing style thick blacks really chunky lines and he doesn't like i say he doesn't noodle at all there's no god help me todd mcfarlane mary jane hair curls <laughs> over the whole page you know it's, it's it's just he very plain uh to the point drawing style it's gorgeous uh chris you would eat this up i know you would. really yes okay yeah well i love Chris. Yeah, he's I was great. Say, yeah. a big wrist fan, so yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, but the mysteries are, I mean, every issue there's another mystery raised and they're, they all seem to be tied into each other. Like this mysterious woman, uh, she has a, a very, sh- uh, shadowy history. Uh, Owen's father is, uh, a detective constable. So he notices the kid with, uh, the woman's photo and he's like, you don't need that. Rips it up. It's like, so the the father who is in law enforcement knows the history of this woman, doesn't want his kid anywhere near it, but it plays into his origin. Like, why is she there? You need to read it. It is a really, really great series. I love it. And I'm, I'm going to continue with it in trade. And, uh, I'm just sad that Jack Staff went away. That's a great book. Well, you know, hopefully we'll be back. Yeah. Well, Grist seems to, Invest uh, a ton of energy into a certain series and lets it, you know, like Kane lasted, geez, mm-hmm. I don't know, 40 issues over the course of however many publishers. And, uh, he, then he, sh- he switched to Jack Staff and, you know, that had a n- nice run. And now he's doing Mudman. Maybe he'll tie them all in together like a BPRD thing. Who knows? Cool. I have a feeling Jack Staff will be back. Yeah. You think? Yeah, why not? Yeah, well, yeah. Mass, massive delays on that book. I think did sure. were not kind to its sales. Well, that's what I was going to say about Mudman. I felt like I didn't keep with it because it seemed like it. I could be wrong. I just felt like it wasn't coming out on time. But is that maybe I'm just wrong there? I don't know. I don't know. I think it it was more timely than his other books. Okay. And I don't know. If that's not saying a lot, but yeah. No, I think he's a classic illustrator. Just gorgeous, gorgeous work. Um, and like I said, this issues this uh, trade is only nine ninety nine. So it's not going to kill you to at least try it. And I, I implore you to do so because, wow, because it's really great stuff. Yeah. Respect it. I love it. He loves it, dude. I have a feeling that uh, Mr. Gabriel Hardman uh, appreciates Grist's work because he is a huge Alex Toast fan and Boyette fan. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's in the, it's in the zone. If you can find the uh, the... There was a Jack Staff archive that Image put out. Yeah, yes. a big old fat thing. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, find it if you if it's out there, get it. Believe Chris because he's not lying to you. <laughs> it's true. Yep. Was it called? Um, 
black and white? Wasn't it called uh, Jack Staff Black and White? You're going to make me sit up and turn around here. Yes, please, you. please do it. <laughs> um, where is my Jack Staff archive? See, I bought the singles and I'm missing a few. Which I should just uh, uh, yes, yes, there it is. Uh, yeah, it's called Black and White. Nice. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's it's a it's a, a goofy, awesome story. Um, yeah, and that, and that it, goes all over the place too. You have like vampires and robots mm-hmm. and giant monsters and yeah. British MI five stuff. It's it's yeah. It's awesome. It's everything that comics should be. It's like goofy, awesome fantasy and real. It's all. It's what we were talking about earlier. It's like this weird mix of reality and the fantastic and it's very british yeah. and, oh uh, yeah even this is even mudman's really yeah. steeped in in british culture of, uh, believe it or not one of uh, chris burnham's favorite books well then you should he's a it. huge jack staff fan yep and he's awesome i i am mm-hmm. going to sneak into burnham's bedroom one night and just suck the talent right out of his head <laughs> Ooh, hey now That's no tough. i am i am because uh batman incorporated number five came out today I, I I love his artwork, but as a person, I I hate him. Nobody should be this good. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. But anyway, um, but yeah, Chris is right. Uh, all of Chris's stuff is uh, Silver Age uh, sensibilities. It, it's it's very um, borderline wacky uh, type Doom Patrol stuff. Yeah, it's great. Just read it. Do it. Let's do a live yeah. tweet so Chris can. Go off on something here. Um, <laughs> no, meaning answer. I, oh, okay. Uh huh. Uh, I don't know. They, they all. There's the desert island one. Okay. We answered that one already. Um, how many finished runs do you have? That's from Rob C. Vila. I I stopped. Yeah, I stopped taking account of that stuff. Depends because I get so many miniseries now that yeah. I just booked in trade. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I would say a ton. I mean, just because, like, Re-numbers. for, you know, a good 20 years, I bought every Marvel comic that came out, so I'm, I'm just going to say a lot. I mean, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I've never really chronicled it. A but, lot. Yeah. Yeah. Here's one for Chris and David. Uh, what is your favorite, what is, what are your favorite DC animated series of all time? That's oh. from, again, from Jonathan D. Gordon. I got to stop reading his. Wow. I got two from him. Yeah, come on. God, Vince. Well, he asks uh, good questions. DC would be Batman animated series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the gold standard, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, well, unless you're Alex Ross, and then it would be Challenge of the Super Friends. <laughs> <laughs> or your wife, right? Yeah, uh, or my wife. Uh, uh, I mean, for me, I, I would say Justice. I would say Justice League and Justice League, like which turned into Unlimited. Justice League Unlimited. Justice League Unlimited. I like that a little bit more than Batman. I loved Batman as well, but just because yeah. well, I, that, I mean, But that's still like Tim verse. So, I mean, yeah. it's like, I can't, can't you just like lump everything Bruce Tim and say it's the awesomest? And sure. I, I like I, uh, Young Justice better. Young Justice is great. Okay. Young Justice, yeah. I, it's, it's, uh, I like it. I really, really like it. I um, once everything is done and and we're back on a schedule and maybe they can finish the story they're telling, it, maybe it will dethrone 
Batman animated series. I, I mean, but, uh, as far as the yeah. artistry involved in, in the Batman, yeah, yeah it's, but it's much better than Teen than Young Justice. But the storyline of Young Justice is really well, compelling. Yeah, because it's, yeah. it's because there's something going on. There's something. There's an ongoing plot. Whereas the animated series was Batman's were done in one. I mean, even Batman Beyond. Where I mean, even the movies, the the, the animated movies were were all. And Mask of the Phantasm and stuff. That is awesome, but I mean, it didn't tie into, you know, the ongoing Batman, really. So it's, it's, uh. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta side with Batman the Animated Series, just because the length that it made was what, four, four seasons? Four seasons? It was, it was, I think, uh, I think maybe three on Fox, and then when it moved to Kids Mm -hmm. WB, there was maybe a season or two. I have the complete set downstairs. I don't know if I have four or five subcases. I I think it was four, and then it, uh, had some crossovers with Superman, which I think was, honestly, an, an underrated and yeah, it was. It was also it was it was shorter. It was much shorter. Yeah, it was, like, yeah. like it was good. And then Batman Beyond. Uh, I know that. Like, and I that think is that's Duke Renee's is. favorite. That is yeah. absolutely she. She loves McGinnis. She oh, she sure. she yeah. That that that's her favorite. The uh, I enjoyed the um, the change when when they moved to uh, to the Warner Brothers Network because you had it was darker. It was um, you know, Batman lost the yellow oval on his chest and and and. Dick Grayson grew up to become Nightwing, and they had the new Robin, the and, and yeah, so there were there, there were some there were actual story changes there. The characters grew up, but uh, I the, think I think a more a more interesting question is out of the uh, not more that sounds really mean, but um, for me anyway, um, a, a more interesting question is out of the the Timverse movies, which we have what like fourteen or sixteen of them now, a lot. It's you know what what has been your favorite out of those? Uh, probably the um, uh, well, there's 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 the new frontier, mm-hmm. uh, which is close. The other one is uh, the crisis on two earths. That's that is probably my favorite because I mean it's smart, but in second place, surprisingly, I thought Under the Red Hood was I did like phenomenal. that. I thought I it was did, great. Yeah. I did like it. Um, I still have not seen versus uh, Superman versus the Elite or uh, Dark Knight Returns number one. Uh, the Elite is very much a product of its time. It's yeah. from that uh, what uh, Action Comics annual. What I forget which one, but it's a Joe Kelly story. Yeah, very much, very much a product of the nineties, and very much. Uh, um, a commentary on on Warren Ellis comics is the way I read it. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, they're, they're, it's Superman fighting the Authority. Is yeah, the, right. Yeah, the elite are are the Authority, and um, you know, it's 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 a product of its time. And what was the other one? Uh, the oh, the Dark Knight. Um, th- there's a lot of pluses in it. I thought that the direction and voice acting in it was so far off the mark it made it um if you if you've never read uh dark knight returns it's probably entertaining if you kind of pray at the altar of that book like a lot Mm -hmm. of us do it it missed the mark on some story beats so so terribly bad, and I know that there are a lot of Peter Weller fans out there. Um, he's fucking terrible. Oh, okay. 
You know what? Well, I think we should give uh, Brave and the Bold some props because that was a great series. Dude, that was awesome. Yeah. It's not yeah. a Tim. It's it's that 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 was fantastic. And uh, you're right. That was really good. It really, yeah, it really, really was. And uh, it, it, for Marvel, recently, I'd probably say Spectacular Spider-Man. I really enjoyed that a lot. Um, there really hasn't been. I'm not a fan of the X-Men from the 90s cartoon. Uh, and, and you know what? I'm sorry, but Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends is such a big part of my childhood. Oh, absolutely. It really <laughs> is. It's, it's horrible. I can't it's really terrible. watch it. I love it. But yeah. It's, yeah. yeah but it's, it's a high point. <laughs> Excelsior! <laughs> I created these cartoons on the pot. That's where I learned Stan Lee's voice, man. And, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. It, he threw Wolverine into a brick wall. And, and he stayed oh, there. He uh, stayed like the Aust- a dog. Yeah, the Ostrich. <laughs> Ostr- Even though just goes yeah. back. It's like, yeah. it's, it's like, and, 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 and why, was, why was Wolverine Australian? I Thank never you. did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I never, it was, yeah. <laughs> Ironic then that they actually cast Thanks, Hugh Jackman yeah. as Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was Dan in disguise. Oh, no, Dan, Dan's not Australian. Nice shout out though. Good attempt. What, uh, what you been oh, reading? It's, uh, Leaf, Leaf Insect? Yeah. Which, can, can I, um, deviate real quick? Real, real, um, and this is actually from something that David started. Uh, David started the EOC photo a day thread, what, last year, right? Uh, the beginning of this year. And, okay beginning of this year and then andy tom has kind of been the steward of the um eoc forum the sketch challenge so every month there's uh, a new theme that gets thrown out there and all of the awesome artists that are part of the community do the um uh, do a sketch challenge which was it's it's so fun to go in there and see what people uh come up with well now dan has gotten the idea to kind of merge the two together so starting in December, we are having the 11 o'clock comics photography challenge. So oh. if you go, go to the monkey's room, there's the photography challenge, which is different from the, the photo photo day. Yeah. thread, which will still exist. But we wanted to kind of focus things in a little bit, give people yeah. uh, a common idea. For, uh, you got the pun. Uh, the <laughs> Give people uh, a chance to run with a a common theme. So, uh, so the first one is is holiday cheer. I believe is what we're calling it. So it's uh, uh, any photo that you want to post in that thread that is centered around a holiday theme is the first month. And then I'm sure that we'll get into um, a lot of traditional themes like portraiture and and landscapes and that kind of stuff. But they'll always be a little Nerd. bit. With a little, oh, in, little bit of a the, twist to it. When the nudies start popping up. That's what well, I'm coming at. Hey, you know, it could be naked holiday cheer. That Nice. Twister. It, naked holiday twister cheer. Well, David, what are you saying? Dan's not Australian. He lives in Australia. He lives in Australia. Mm-hmm. Well, are you not American? <laughs> was Dan born in Australia? I, I, no, he wasn't. <laughs> Thank you. That's right. What, thank right. You. But right, he okay. lived there. So by nature of the fact I said, that. I said native. Oh, well, you couldn't yeah. tell who was under the Wolverine mask anyway. Oh, okay. Well, there white. you go. I'm justifying. Uh, yeah, all, all you, okay. all you uh, photogs out there, um, including, and I know Mark Warner is going to be all over it. That son of a bitch. I'm Word. trying to. Yeah, He's good. Dude. 
He's so good. I've got a. I've, I'm going to take pictures of a baby this weekend just to keep. Maybe up we'll with. see um, L. Dave back in the. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah I, I got to grab my camera. Yep, he posted you, there today that he's going to do. It's it's. I think Warner has a slant uh, that makes it easier for him to generate just beautiful photographs by it's nature beautiful. of the place where he lives. He's, oh. He he visits a Ooh. lot of exotic yeah. locales. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, uh, yeah, the, the, the photo, I mean, the thread itself, the original, the photo a day thread was, it was, they started the thread based on, um, who's Pat and, and who's Australian for Vince, <laughs> for Vince, Australian for Vince and, uh, and gay for Vince. So the, the, <laughs> the, the Dan started the thread, but yes, if you, and, and I, I prom, I keep promising him, but I will, I'm not going to be able to post Everything that I've I've taken that I've missed since I've taken a photo a day and I haven't been in the thread in months, but I will post a few things that that I've taken over the past few months. So I, I promise, Dan, and I I have to before the end of the year get back into that thread. Did you all follow the links I sent you today? What links? I PM'd you a link to Alan Moore's. Uh, oh no, I haven't. No. Did not get the no. chance to. So maybe. Oh we can do man! Next week. It's awesome. You need to see it. Okay, well, I'm not gonna watch it now. You can't watch it now. Oh, 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 the Alan Moore thing? Yeah. Yeah, there, there's two, two segments. Yes. Uh, there's an 18 minute prologue. Give you 48 minutes out of my life. Since I just... No, you'll be, you'll thank me. Uh, maybe not for the prologue. It's 18 minutes. It's about, it's about eight minutes too long. But it's uh, nece- it's absolutely necessary. Uh, it's called Act of Faith. Uh, they were, Alan Moore and Mitch Jenkins did these things. The the prologue is necessary because something happens in the prologue that once you watch the feature, which is called Jimmy's End, when you see, when something is revealed to you in Jimmy's End, you'll know exactly what's going on based on what you take from Act of Faith. It's the really, let's do, yeah, let's do it next week. Everybody, go on the YouTube and do a search for Jimmy's End and Act of Faith. Watch Act of Faith first. And then watch Jimmy's End, and we'll come back here next week to talk about them. Jimmy's okay. End is is awesome. awesome. Oh my god, it's fantastic. Oh my god, it's really gotcha. good. Oh my yeah. god, I, I think Moore and Jenkins should cut a check to David Lynch, though, because it's it, it's extremely Lynchian. But David, that's okay. David Lynch from Louis? No, uh, he was in it. Yeah, David Lynch from. Peaks and yes, I know, but David Lynch and... was also on Louie as a CBS executive. Was he really? You know, you know yes. one of my favorite really? Lynch like projects episodes. is, uh, and nobody episodes. ever brings oh, it up. He's awesome. Did you guys I don't ever like, see? I don't, Lucy K doesn't. Oh. oh, no. Did you guys ever see On the Air? Why does it sound familiar? Mm-hmm. No. It did not last long. Uh, maybe six episodes, seven episodes. It was a David Lynch comedy series. Really? Uh, yes. And Wonder Squiggy, why that didn't last. Squiggy was in it. It was <laughs> really. I love it. It's so good. Uh, but anyway, we'll we'll talk about it on the forum thread because I'm sure a bunch of other people. Uh, I got a. I got yeah. a, a quick EOC live tweet. Um, nice to uh, to Tom Morris who uh, announced to uh, the uh, podcast world that he and his wife are having their first baby. So congratulations! Oh, thank you. Congratulations. How did that happen? Oh, uh, I know. Wow. Wonders I wonder how many times he had to club her over the head first. <laughs> I wish I had that. Problem. No, congratulations, Tom. <laughs> 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 
good, good to see the chloroform is still available. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Roofy. <laughs> that's a that's funny word. That's just good stuff. Roofy. No, good. Congratulations. We're more comic fans. I love babies. Well, yeah, no doubt. I do. Medium, medium rare. You know, my wife wants another one. Really? What? Yeah, she's absolutely crazy. She she loves raising children. I mean, I I do. That's the problem. She's no, I'm serious. Like how old is she? No, she's she's forty two. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's why I said no. It's it's not inappropriate. That's the right thing to ask. I mean, that's right. No, it is. But it's completely out of the realm of possibility because you know the dangers, right? But I mean, I'm 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 almost certain that we're going to adopt somewhere along the line. Oh wow! She really wants another kid. Yeah, you'd be cool with that. I don't see why not. Oh, see, for I, me, I, I, I love my kids, but I also love the idea that, like, we're on a journey where, like, the next phase of our life is going to, you know, come. Like, I don't, like, I don't, every time you have a kid, you're kind of hitting the reset button on that front. Yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah I'm, I'm a big proponent of, of, uh, fate. So, I mean, if, if that's what she wants to do and we eventually do, then it was supposed to happen. Right. right? Well, I'll just so. let you know, Vince, I'm available for adoption. Oh. Nice. We, uh, I need colostrum. <laughs> <laughs> that actually has, I mean, adoption has, has, it's a topic that's, that's come up every once in a while. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. You can, uh, grab major comic points from whatever's out there, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. By, by doing stuff like that. Yeah. Hey, comics. That's why we're here, right? Yep. What Thanks. else we got? Jason so, talked. David didn't talk yet, did he? Uh, Jason and I talked. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that's, yeah, but, okay. Well, Tom Morris, speaking of, though, does ask us, Image could have been the top comic company. They Who deserves the most were. blame for failing? Um, what year? I mean, it's, I don't, yeah. no, Image never it's, failed. It's, you deserve the most blame because instead of out, being out there buying Image comics, you were making babies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes. I, I I think it would be way too. It, it, it you can't blame one one of the create one of the partners, the founders. It wasn't. They they all had plenty to blame. Almost every one of them fell prey to the trappings of the business. Look, I mean, anyone that's actually you know, there's a great for those that are really interested in this topic. Um, Tomorrow's Publishing put out a fantastic book um, which uh, chronicles the history of the founding of Image Comics, mm-hmm. um, and it gets into it has interviews with. Uh, with a lot of the key players from the time, and they're very candid, you know, because I guess uh, time heals all wounds as well as perspective. So uh, it's actually called the Road to Independence. Um, George Corey, who's one of their, you know, their main uh, editors and stuff, he's he he put this book together. I highly recommend it. Um, but look, they they as they all freely admit, they were young, aggressive guys that grabbed their balls and went for it and they were right to do that but they also were not businessmen so before they knew it they had a wildly successful business that was literally making them into millionaires and were ill prepared for the complexities of running a business beyond that and they all they all they all kind of each one of them screwed up in their own way basically hey you're my best friend from grade school write my comic yeah you know and and, i think the the failure aspect of the question is is erroneous i don't think well yeah it's no No, because because they're still around. Yeah, they, they, they're, they're they, still they there. They're, they're they were still, able to. Yeah. They, they've adapted. They've right, they, exactly. If, if yeah. they, oh, yeah. they, they, it, it would not have lasted if it was still the same seven or six after Sylvester left and then Life of Left, so Sylvester came back. But it was if they had stayed 
doing Cyberforce and Wildcats, then, you know, no, things would not have, yeah. Jim Lee would not be co-publisher of DC if he kept right. doing Wildcats. But yeah. I don't, I don't see outselling Marvel and DC consistently for years. Whether or not they, they, they abandoned that. Did they? Initial Spawn outsold Marvel and DC yeah, for a number of years. Time, yeah, yeah, yeah. More than next yeah. number. But yeah. see, I, well, I, I can't, like, I can't know, quant- quantify. Sure. But um, yeah, it, I think, I think we all look at comics very differently than you know. If something sells the most, then it's the best. And and if you if you go by by a different measuring system whatever's in your head i i think that image has proven year in and, and year out for a couple decades now that they put out great great product yeah. Yeah. and mm-hmm. and and a lot of it they put out a lot of it they do so, right but again you're you're talking about the, the new image he's talking about image comics which was turning them on to millionaires and had a chance to be the biggest comic book company in the world failed and almost brought the industry down with it. That, well, that's not. You know, that is they, not a, they were the biggest. A, that, at there's one no time. room for interpretation there. It was a image's failings had a huge role to play in the '90s downfall of comics. Yeah. So we there can't. Were, they were certainly a big part of it. Yeah, but, I mean, and they freely admit that. But so was know. the death of Superman. You know, that uh, would be yeah. to me. I consider the death of Superman. If he like, when you chronicle that, I consider that the apex. Right. That 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 was yeah. the. That was it. That was the it, yeah. It was literally all downhill from there. That, yeah, that was the, and that had nothing to do with with image. I think there was just there was a lot of different. There was there was the the economy in general. You know, one, one of the things they had the biggest thing to do with it, and it still it it shows today that how a little bit of media attention can make huge ripple effects in the industry. A fucking Wall Street Journal runs an ad or runs a story on how comics are a better bet than stocks, and then all of a sudden people are out buying comics, and right. you know it's That's so crazy. yeah. There, there were a lot of different things that 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 had to deal with it. So I think I think image gets gets a, a bad rap a lot of the time. It was it wasn't just just image, but yeah, they were they were big players. They were you know there are still stories about one of the the um, Chicago Comic Cons, the year that that the original image creators blew up, and they were out in a tent. They actually had to be outside of the yeah yeah. And they were out there until three o'clock in the morning because the lines were literally around the convention center yep. waiting for signings. I mean, can you imagine they were out there for, you know, almost like 24 hours straight yeah. and they, yeah. they were so big, they couldn't be contained inside of the Rosemont convention center. But the image, image had a profound effect on Marvel and DC. Uh, well, not, yeah, I you mean, had not only change his style. That's what I'm saying. Not only did the two companies assume like this reactionary stance. Image would do something, and Marvel and DC would and do something to follow suit. And they picked the worst through. aspect of it to change. They, they, yep. they did. They did. Well, the but, easy aspect. I mean, Death of Superman was completely reactionary. They had to do something well, huge. Stop, Mark Pacella. Right, or, right. Or, He's changing, or or yeah. you know, bloodlines and some of that art. It it yeah. really was the um, all the X books went right in the toilet because of my, image. my my favorite comic growing up, Alien Legion, went from being a very very smart, 
um, you yeah, know, with the heavy hitters, the, and Alien yeah. War book, and then it it became you know the the extreme comic, yeah. and it, where it was it was less focused on Saragar and 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 Montrock, yeah. and then it was just all about Jugger Grimrod because he was the most extreme character. So it, it had it had a lot of bad bad effect on a lot of on a lot of good comics. Yeah. Even Valiant had uh, an an impact on Marvel and DC. I mean, Critical Mass is is a a complete reaction to Valiant. Wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but you, I mean, that's a another topic for another day. Um, what else we got? I, real quick, because I don't know how long the link will last, but I, I know we mentioned it last week briefly, and I don't know if, if you guys got a chance to read it. So if, if you didn't, we won't go into it now. Uh, but again, BDR by Timothy O'Brien. Yep. Uh, you can now, there, there's a forum thread for BDR, um, BDR postmortem, and it's, it's, uh, he actually has a link to a PDF of this mini comic. And, and again, I'm flipping through it again today, and, and still, this is, I am just a big fan of, of the line work in this. Just, just his loose, the stories are crazy, but the way, the way he tells the story on the page, man, it's, it's, like, Duck Duck Roost and I think Catnipped are, are my favorite little, like, one pages, but the, the, it, it really is just something you should check out. So, go ahead and check out the thread, you can get the link, and, and read the PDF, and then get this book. It, 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 yeah. it, it, it really is. By Timothy O'Brien. Yes. Not, 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 Jonathan, not Jonathan, like you said. Like I said, nice, nice save. Way to go! <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't contact my uh, uh, holiday gift exchange recipient yet. Why not? I, I'm because I'm. I, I don't know. is reminding you, huh? I know that's why I saw that. Michael Schwartz is reminding us to, to contact our. Uh, yeah, gifty givers recipient. I didn't in the in the past. Didn't we get PMs like you have this person go get well, them? Well, yeah, yes, and and you should. You should look at that spreadsheet that Dr. Teeth posted in the thread. Oh. So you know, oh, yeah, you go Spreadsheets. What is this? Technology? <laughs> go and, uh, go, go through the thread, look at the, go find the spreadsheet, and, and you'll be able to see who you're giving and who you're getting. Nice. Word. I like to give and get at the same time. You do. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> we know this wow. is true. <laughs> you ain't lying. Come on. <laughs> Love them. It's coming and going. <laughs> what time is it? Let's see the clock on the. I. You know what? I have time, time yep. to burn, baby, because I in December have fourteen days off. What? what? Yeah, yeah, I have to use or lose my vacation, so I have yep, fourteen days off. That is cray cray, isn't it? Factor in the, the way, weekends. I'm going to be at work six days. Face. Every Why? time I say cray cray, she wants to punch me right in the face. Seriously, say I again. punch you in the face every time you say it. No, I love cray cray. Is awesome. It's hot. That's when she wants to hit me. When you say it's hot? Oh, that's hot. <laughs> that's hot, bro. Yeah. No, she, she hates that. <laughs> say it again. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> go into the, her room while she's sleeping and go, it's hot. It's hot. It's Did you read hot. the issue? She wakes up kicking the balls. She would, yeah. Yeah. She I'm getting you paper for Christmas. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, I, I am. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, paper I can hang on my wall, baby. <laughs> uh, 
What I mean, let's talk about some more comments. I, there's one uh, EOC live tweet that was really awesome and right up my uh, backyard. What um, What is your favorite licensed comic of all time? It's did right you up see, your alley, or it's uh, in your uh, did you see that one? Who who public? Who did that one? Oh, it's a uh, Bean. Ah, hey, yes. What is your all-time favorite licensed comic based on a property from another media? Oh gosh, Wait, um, the, the, the the Ricky the Ricky Henderson bio comic. <laughs> <laughs> Not NASCARs. <laughs> NASCAR heroes. Well, for me, it's the Peter David era of uh, Star Trek by DC. Oh, oh wow. I was going to say G.I. Joe, but G.I. Joe kind of fell off a little towards the end there for me. Huh. Once, once we were getting, you know, the, yeah, I'm the original Joe. Oh, the original Herb Trimpey and, 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 Larry Hama. G.I. Joe? Yeah, no, that's. Well, for that's Vince, it's got to be Rom, right? Nope. Uh, no? I love Rom. You're right. I love, I love Micronauts too. Um, Vince, what do you think of the idea of Rom coming back, by the way? Yeah, whatever. They can do this whatever they want. Really? Yeah, so has, pa- uh, Mar- Marvel, has, Marvel has lost me. Oh, how, 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 about, how about this? Before they bring Rom back, how about they do something with Miracle Man? <laughs> a, remember that big convention announcement? We have Miracle Man. That's great. So, so what have you done so far? Published a couple of really overpriced yeah. reprint oh, collections? Yeah, yeah the scrappy yeah, paper. Not, not, not outstanding Gold Knight stuff. I'm guessing. No, I like that uh, that stuff, but I'm guessing that there's still legal entanglements. Why wouldn't they do it yet? Well, no, they own Hasbro. What? Right? No, I'm not what? talking about Rom. I'm talking about Miracle Man. Oh, I'm, I'm guessing why oh, we yeah, haven't no, seen him is there's like got to be got to be some kind of gray area thing. But but up. my all time favorite licensed comic. Uh, Jason will probably chime in. Demon. Sonic Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, oh wow! I by far, so yeah. By I far. so see that it's so high quality. I mean, I don't know that I would put it up there with, but yeah, that's high quality. Yep. Well, maybe because there are a lot more of them than Rom. Rom lasted only seventy-five issues. Sonic's on two sixty something, and right. and for the most part, stellar work right across the board. More so, the past five or six years than ever. But it's all really good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Six million dollar man comic, maybe. <laughs> There's the evil Knievel comic. We're kind of in the seventies thing right now. So, uh, what? Mar- Marvel was licensed, licensed crazy in the seventies. Indiana Jones. Um, I'll tell you what. It, Jones. God, if there's one comic I want them to reprint at some point because I can't find a decent copy of it to save my life is, uh, the Dune. Barbar. Oh. Oh, oh mm. yeah, the Dune adaptation. The, yeah, it's it's Sinkevich at like the height yes. of his powers. It's, right, it's so pretty. But I don't have it, that. Oh, it, it. I can't. I can't find a a decent copy of it to save my life. And it's so you can tell. It's just like, oh, please collect this, re- release it, do something with it. I'm hoping. No, but uh, um. Whatchamacallit, was it IDW that did the uh the Simonson Alien? Yes it was, yes. Yes. It's oh god, if you if you guys are listening, please, please find a way to do the Sinkevich Dune adaptation. So pretty. Who published the uh Alien originally, do you remember? 
Was it Marvel? Heavy Metal. Heavy Metal, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, interesting. Yeah. I still got to yeah. check out the uh, uh, the original art version of that, that that the deluxe of it, because the the colored version. Not wild about it, mostly because of the coloring. But I've heard that the uh, the collection that shows the original art is is pretty tight. Yeah. Speaking of artist editions, I made mm-hmm. uh, Jason happy today. Did you know that IDW is doing a Jack Davis EC Can artist handle edition? My life. Uh, that, is, that is hot. <laughs> is it going to be like the Wally Wood, where it's yeah, sized and big and huge and stuff? Yeah. That is awesome. Well, so I don't know for sure. Giddy. If EC had a standard board size, but I'm guessing they probably worked around the same size. You wouldn't send something yeah. to to be statted and give them like you know a bunch of different sizes. So I'm I'm hoping that it's the same size as the Wallywood one. Well, it'll be it'll be the same size because those guys were given the boards by um, I, Jack Davis. I think Jack Davis was kind of famous because who was it that would actually? Um, letter the boards before they gave them to the artist. Was it? It wasn't mm. Gaines. Was it? Was it Feldstein? No, no, no. Who was it? Well, you know Feldstein was. Yeah, Feldstein would be a good was, choice because. Okay, yeah, yeah Feldstein was. would actually write the stories and letter the boards and then give them to the artist, and the artist would basically just have to draw in the space that was left there. And that's why you look at a lot of the old EC stuff, and it's all like you know. It's all the exposition where it's basically, you know, lettered at the top and then it's describing exactly what's in the panel. <laughs> it's the EC way. It's yeah. the EC way. So Jack, Jack Davis, Hillary Bartlett was telling me about this. Davis would get the boards and he would take a, a, a knife and he would cut the boards apart and rearrange the lettering so it would nice. work. That's my dog right there. Yeah. Go Jack. That's yeah. awesome. Isn't that cool? So I'm You're not telling me how to work. Yeah, See, yeah, even, yeah. even though it's if if it was Al Feldstein, I mean the man was a monster himself. His covers are incredible, and, and his comics were great too. But yeah, Jack Davis. Mm, yeah, so I, I I may have to buy this one if they if they. Do have some of those pages? I'm very interested to see if uh, if you'll see where some of that stuff was cut out and moved around. Wouldn't that be great? I'm sure you would. I'm sure you would. So I I mean you can see you can see the uh, the tape and everything in oh yeah in the reproductions on the Daredevil edition. So it's yeah you, you oh and I, if you haven't seen the Wally Wood one, it's the 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 pages are yellowed and and yeah uh, you know I mean there's there's Literally blood spots on the, those. The, the artist edition is it, that, that's going that is hot. It, that, it is hot. going. <laughs> that's the the IDW artist edition is going somewhere on my eleven o'clockers. Well, once we find out what the categories are and everything, that is that is definitely going to be on there. Well, how could it not? Seriously, exactly. You're right. Yeah. No, but I, I mean, in, instead of me just winging it or taking a guess and saying that yeah they should be there, I you know I have something that they've done, so I. I Speaking from experience, this is why it's on my list for that. I'm really struggling with publisher of the year. Really, it's it's between IDW and Image, and and I I I, I'm leaning a little bit more towards Image because of Saga, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, if you fill the basket with all the great books that they put out this year, I think the IDW book IDW basket would be a a little bit heavier. There's. There's definitely image for me. If if Valiant came out earlier in the year, maybe they'd have a shot. Uh, 
boom is on there because of Adventure Time. But yeah, that too. There, there are things. Uh, I mean, lately, just, just, just in the. I mean, Amazing Spider-Man aside, there are things that Marvel has been doing recently that you know that that they're making me look at them again for this year. So I, it really is right now. It, it's a toss-up for me with publishers right now. Well, let's be topical for a change, right? You read uh, six ninety-eight of Amazing did. Spider-Man, didn't you? What did the hell? What'd you think? What'd you think? I I, I liked it. I, I was not offended the way apparently some people online were. Uh, I, um, I went back and, and after I read it a couple hours, actually the next day, I read issue 600 and I saw yeah. where, I, I saw where the, the seeds were planted. It, 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 now. Made, let me ask you a question before you go on. Uh-huh. Hindsight, hindsight being twenty twenty, do you think they went back and skimmed through books to find uh, a a uh, critical moment like that and wrote a story no. because of that moment, or do you think it was originally no. planned? I, I I honestly think because of what Slot's been doing, because he was writing it before six hundred. So now, I mean, he's been writing it for a hundred issues with with some assistance from. Christos Gage on, on co-writing duties here and there. But this has been slot all along. It has, it wasn't the web heads. It wasn't, it wasn't whacker dict, it didn't, it doesn't feel like whacker dictating things. So yeah. it, it seems that now whether when issue 600 came and went and he wrote that story and, and towards the end of that particular story before the wedding, when Reed Richards says, yeah, I'm working on something. Don't worry about it. No one will know it was you. Okay, great. And then everybody forgot about it. Now, as we're approaching 700 or with this particular story, because you can't have someone like Doc Ock just die. You you can't have one of Spider-Man's right. first villains just with, I mean, yes, he could wither away, but he's not going to just, he's a character who would eventually come back anyway. In another if he form. could spread his consciousness among all the, the technology in, in uh, Manhattan as he did in, you know, six hundred. Right. He he's not going to die. He's he, going to no, find a not. way out. And of the it. thing is, so, but as I'm reading the past half a dozen issues from that Alpha storyline, and then after that, you had the Hobgoblin arc, which was really good because you had um, Roderick Kingsley come back and 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 smack Ben Urich's nephew around a little bit, um, which is awesome. <laughs> That's and, the selling and, uh, point, and it, is, it really is, dude. And uh, and you have, and so it's not like, it's not like I read 698. As I'm reading it, I'm getting a sense that something's amiss because Peter isn't acting like Peter. But at no point, and, and even this 698, it, the title of it includes the word prelude. So this is just, this is a preface to it, to what's to come. And as I'm reading 698, and things seem different, and then I get to the big reveal, and I'm like, "Holy crap!" There wasn't. This happened in between. This we've seen Octobot. We've seen an Octobot reappear. So obviously, now I'm thinking maybe there was um, there was a device that one of um, that a scientist who worked at Horizon Labs. He was also doing some side work. For Kingpin, he has a device. It turned Peter's spider sense haywire. I wouldn't think that anything connected to 
to Peter's spider sense would kick something that Doc Ock put in place, would kick that on. But maybe it did. But So maybe there were a few things in the past few issues that led to this. Or the Octobot returning, we we're seeing the Octobot again because the change happened. And, and that's the reason why we had this. So I'm, I'm waiting to see Slot's explanation for it all. But I had... I, I didn't feel like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a, a, a Nancy Wilkes moment for misery. I, I didn't feel like, you know, because we didn't see him jump out of the car when it went off the cliff that, that this wasn't a cock duty moment. I didn't, I, I was not bothered by what Slot's doing. Cock-a-duty? I had absolutely. That's what she said. He never got out right. of the cock duty car. Right. So I never, I, I, I have faith in the writer. He, he, the alpha storyline aside, I have no problems with, with, um, with what Slot's doing. And the other thing is, the reason why I really kind of dig this, where, where, where they're going with this, is because who, who really has been Otto's true love in all the time we've been reading Amazing Spider-Man comics? Aunt May. And wouldn't this just, aside from fucking with your arch enemy, being able to get close to the woman you love, even though you're in someone else's body. I mean, it's just, and, it's, and it's of course he would take care of her. Yeah. Exactly. Like right. So it's, it, 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 it wouldn't, it couldn't be the shocker. It couldn't be Scorpion. It couldn't be. It, 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 like, shocker plus Aunt May equals party. That's so bad. So, <laughs> so not, so not I mean, cool. It, it, I mean, it, it's Otto is becoming, you know, Spidey's Lex Luthor or, or, or Spidey's Joker. He, he really yeah, he is. He always the, was. Well, right, but he, he was always the dumpy bowl haircut dude. So it, it, he wasn't someone you really ever took seriously, but now Slot's kind of done it. He, he's not the dude in the double breasted white suit. You know, it, it, this yeah. is, this is a really warped, deranged out. I mean, he, he's, he's at his end. This is, mm-hmm. he's got nowhere else to go. So it just, the whole package just just works for me. I'm really digging it. Yeah, that's the thing. If if I mean, I'm sure the obvious response to who is Spider-Man's arch enemy would be the Green Goblin, but not for me. I all the 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 Goblin appearances were too far spread out for for him to be, you know, the Peter's Lex Luthor. It it for me it was always Octopus, always. See, and I'm sure you're not wrong. I mean, a lot of people hold that, but I never thought Doc Ock was like a really like. He's not, he's not menacing. Yeah, that's the thing. He's just not menacing to me. They threw him as this pot-bellied goofball with these men, and Spidey never had trouble with him. I mean, I know more recently he has, but I mean, like, for a I long time. In a bow. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I get you, Jason. I will say this, you but, know, I haven't, I'm way behind on Spider-Man, but I did read 698 after all the hubbub, and people are straight tripping, dude. Like, I mean, <laughs> the level of nitpicking on certain comics oh, fascinates oh. me because it's like, can we really, I mean, if we made a list of the hundred things that happened to, the hundred weirdest things that ever happened to Peter Parker, like, I'm not even sure, like, like, the, what happened in 698 would be on the list. I mean, a character like that that's been in that many comics, like, has had some crazy shit. I mean, this is a guy that's fucking been cloned, that's fucking Six had arms. eight, that's had, yeah, well, I was gonna say eight and That was early on. And yeah, one. I mean, freaking, I mean, come on, this is crazy. Like, this is what happens in comics, you know? It's like, I, I don't, 
it's baffling to me. It is. I think I think it's pretty cool. I mean, I'm not invested in the book. No, at it's all. baffling to me that people get so worked so up. Worked right, up, right. Now, I, anything that that um, ignites experimentation is okay with me. If you want to shake up the status quo by taking Peter out, I love the Clone Saga for that very reason. Yeah, you do. They, they, they took Peter out and they put Ben Riley in. I thought that was the balls. I loved it. I, I didn't want Peter to come back because, I mean, they were doing the lost years thing and Peter was still on the periphery, but Ben, Ben Riley was Spider-Man. And that to me was awesome that they would take that risk. This just is, is more of the same. I, I think it's, it's really cool that they're doing this. And it's, and, and what really, what plays a part in, and what helps it with me is that, it's not like once once amazing ends and superior starts it's it's not like they're giving this to, to another writer it's not a new creative team it's it's i'm looking at it as dan slot is just continuing spider-man's story it's just it's a right. different chapter and i don't like i said i'm not I'm not looking at preview pages. I don't know what's going on in Superior Spider-Man as far as, you know, whatever previews they've done. I'm not looking at solicits. So I don't know what's out there. But I'm not if if you think and it's the other thing, when when you read six ninety eight, when um he they do it perfectly because Spider Man walks out of the room while Doctor Octopus is is flatlining and the doctors are reviving him or trying to revive him. You don't see anybody pronounced dead. You don't see them put the white sheet over his head. It's, it's, you know, so it's, it's just when we find out that they were able to revive him, it will be a, it might be a pretty cool moment, but at no point did I think that anybody was dead. It, to me, the the big thing was was that it happened. Not once I saw once I saw what what Otto said while in the bed in the iron lung or whatever you want to call it, and he's crying. That that's what made the issue. Anything but with those pages after that, with Spider Man talking to Captain America, talking about you know I'm cool, everything's great, no problems with me. I, that was all just. That was fluff. I was focused on what happened a couple of pages before that. So yeah. I, I'm really looking to see where, where 699 and 700 is going. I'm going to buy Superior just for Steggy. I would too, dude. Yeah. And the hopes that maybe it will be Miguel O'Hara. That would be really cool. See, and I don't know where, I'm, I'm, I don't know where those rumors came from. I, I think they're cool. I haven't been, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm remembering in Spider-Man, there was a scene where, um, once Peter came back to our, or, or the 616 universe, and he's looking through, um, I guess he's online and he's trying to see, you know, if there's a Miles Morales in, in his universe, and he seems to be taken aback by what he finds. I, I don't know if, you know, mm-hmm. If superior might be miles, I, I I just you know it'd be real cool and and to see and the other thing is there was time storm a few years ago which um yeah was was written by uh um who did the circle uh uh Brian Reed he wrote um he wrote time storm which was Spider Man going to the twenty ninety nine universe and he met 
Miguel and and mm-hmm. uh, the other characters from that era, and, and I think the Avengers are, went with them at one in one of the issues. But you know, so we haven't. It's not like we haven't seen Spider Man twenty ninety nine within the past few years. But I love that it, character. I love the costume. Yeah. I, I just and, and Peter David and Rick Leonardi. I mean, it was the book is so good. Yeah. It really is, dude. It really is. Yeah, but I mean, someone on the forum pointed out that Marvel seems to be really invested in time travel stories these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Captain America thing, which I hear Cable's in. Am I wrong? Captain America thing. No, it's Cable esque. Oh, the the the, the Remender's Captain America. I could see somebody thinking that uh, this first issue, especially especially those last couple of pages, could feel. Very much like the recent cable. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, so, w- I mean, but- on that front, because yeah, David and I both read it, what'd you think of Cap, David? I storyline wise, I I really enjoyed it. It was um, because I I read up to actually I, I last week I read up to um, Brew Baker's last Captain America issue, and my notes for that were um, I've never been a real big fan of the 1950s Cap, but. This was actually that 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 done in one story where where Brew Baker wrote it and and Epting drew it. I, I liked the little Sayonara that 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 it did with the character. But this first issue was to me a a departure from the past decade. Uh, it it was nice. It was it it reminded me of the um the 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 Demetrius Zek like Deathlock era. Issues. It, 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 it kind of had that like science fictiony feel to it. It wasn't steeped in the espionage that we've had with with Rubaker, which and that's not a slight to Ed. It was just that was his that was his cap, and that's the story he was telling. Remender is going in a different direction, and I'm along for the ride. I know that um, we might have some missteps as far as you know how we feel on on Ramita Junior these days, but mm-hmm. um, I, what Remender's doing. I, I, I'm on board for that. I was a little surprised that um, to find out that it's uh, it's now been documented. I was I was really a little surprised to find out that that Steve Rogers has some Irish in him. That's the big thing. Yeah, that, that was baffling, really, right? Really was. It's like wow. So we're actually going there. But yeah. So also, but, did we did we ever? I mean, has it ever been established before that he came from an abusive dad? He came. It, it was established. Uh, from what I read, that it was an issue of Iron Man, where I guess Captain America mentioned that his dad was an alcoholic. But as far oh, as okay. abusive to his mother, I do not know. Okay. But yeah, he gives he gives mom a taste of the backhand. In, in, in my in my opinion, Captain America and Cable came essentially the same character. I can see that. They I are. They are. That. Yeah. Yes, but there's, there's a lot of similarities between the two characters. Fuzzy's a mofog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you think of it, Jason? Yeah, I, well, you know, I'm a big Remender fan, so I expected to like it. Um, I I think you know it's very it's very smart of him to to veer away from you know it's always tough when you're following like epic runs you know mm-hmm. and I mean Brew Baker this has been his baby is defining I think he's won two at least two Eisners if not three for his work on cap. Um, and, and, you know, it's been a decade run or almost a decade at least. And, and, you know, it was, look, I, I thought a good chunk of Brew Baker's run was awesome, you know, and, and, but yeah. it was all very, you know, very not street level, but very like 
espionage driven and, and humanistic and wasn't really super heroic for the most part. And, um, and it was great, but like, I think Remender was smart to say, you know, I got to go in a different direction here to kind of clean the palette. And like, I can understand, you know, look, I mean, any storyline is not going to suit any. So if, if you're, if you were a huge fan of the Brubaker run, which I'm sure many, many people are, um, I could see where this would, would maybe turn you off, drive you away. If it's not your cup of tea, I get that. But for me, I loved it. I mean, you know, I love Remender's, you know, he, he's, he's such a comic book fan, you know, and he, he yeah. He, you know, I mean, the Green Skull, right? I mean, it's so brilliant. I mean, to have like this eco terrorist called the Green Skull, and it's just funny and just, you know, like tongue in cheek. And, um, and, and then, like you said, I mean, it was just, it was wacky and he threw weird stuff out there. I mean, you know, Sharon, you know, popping the cue to, to Steve and, uh huh. It's like, what? You're like, wow. And, 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 and this idea of, of sending him to this, and, and I don't know if this is, you know, it, it, when he when he ends up in a in a kind of another dimension here, I don't I don't know that because I haven't seen if Remender's gone on record. He ends up in uh, Dimension Z. Yeah. Oh. What I'm saying is I don't know if if this is like something Remender's planning on doing for like six to twelve months with him. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. I see. What you you mean. know. But what I'm saying is like a lot of people were like, "Oh, Cap should be you know sh- should be street level and shouldn't shouldn't do that kind of stuff." And I'm like, you know what? I'm like this is comic books. Like you're, like this is this is fun. Want. I mean, yeah. like and and I I said something um uh to, to I was talking about this today and and uh, I said you know like if this particular storyline doesn't work for you that's that's your you know that's your that's personal preference but like this is not like a new concept i mean you know heroes in different elements is like i mean you know the connecticut yankee in king arthur's court for god's sakes i mean this is not it's fun you know right it, it, if it, it could be well executed i mean you know i mean john carter of mars is the same premise right you mm-hmm. know it's this guy that's put um you know planet uh planet hulk which is probably you know our collectively one of our favorite hulk runs ever i mean it's the same premise you take old man logan yeah, you take you take a, <laughs> you take a character, you take a character, and you put him in a different setting, and you see how he reacts. And Cap is putting Cap in some weird dimension where his his being the symbol of America means nothing is cool. Like right? I think that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Like I think so. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, the one thing I'll say, and you know, you and I were joking about it on Twitter today, David. I mean, I don't know what's happened to JRJR, but uh, it's it's it'd be one thing if he just changed his style. Or like just lost it, but like literally in every book he does now, there are panels that look like they're vintage JRGR the master. Yeah, yeah. And then right next to it, the panels are like, what the what? It's yeah. like he drew a stick figure and Klaus decided to fill it yeah. in. The, so the, like the cover to the first issue is very weak. So I just I don't know if he's just so rushed or so hurried now or trusts Klaus so much. Like I just don't know, but 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 it it it, it is, I think both disappointing and distracting to me. It's been a long time since I've seen a JRJR comic that has blown me away. And and that's that's frustrating because he should be it should be an event unto itself when he's doing a book. Yes. Especially opinion. especially one of Marvel's premier characters and 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 a new number one if if, if that means anything these days. But Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think his last great series was World War Hulk. See, and I, I, I think, and, and that, that, See, yeah, that was where I think he really started going wrong. See, I think I, there was a big, and I don't know if it was Dan Green or if it was Jim Mooney, but for whatever reason, before, when, when he was doing Amazing Spider-Man and it was, you know, nothing to stop the juggernaut and, and those two issues and, and before Friends took over, so it was before Secret Wars and then, um, 
and 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 even you know during contest of champions that is my favorite Romita Jr. And then he went to X-Men mm. with 175, sharing it with Paul Smith. Mm-hmm. And I did not like his X-Men. I did not like his really? Kitty Pride. I did not like his Morlocks. I did not like anything he was doing on that book. Wow. That stuff is so in my wheelhouse <laughs> as a kid growing up, man. I remember the stories. I wasn't feeling the art. I was still reading it because it was, you know, it was Uncanny X-Men and that's what I did. But I just, I was like, why did I only get so few Paul Smith issues? And what happened to the JR that was that, that was drawing my Amazing Spider-Man? But and and he kind of. But then there were you know there were things like Enemy of the State. I think that looks good. Oh yeah, awesome. sure. I liked his Black Panther. Yep, his Black yep. Panther was pretty sharp. Yeah, so there. It hasn't just been. I want to say it hasn't it hasn't just been downhill. His, his his World War Hulk stuff looked good, but but like Jason said, I can definitely see where that may have when it was going off the rails, and and kind of since then, I I really not primarily while he's been paired up with Jansen, but yeah, there's been a little bit of a there's a common denominator there in that timeline with me. Right. I think his best stuff is that Peter Parker run. He did. Oh, the second one, yeah. Yeah, with Blade and uh, just with the, that with the skinny ankles and the yes, yes. That, yes. I, yeah, I did like that. You're right. Just, just that one it's, image. Man is awesome. Oh yeah, it always is revelatory. That one image where it's uh, Spider-Man swinging across the cityscape and he's got the one leg out. That's a classic damn image. And and him on the uh, crouching on top of the phone on the phone. Um, and the panel. With the, the rain coming down. The rain, yes, that's awesome. I yeah. love that. Yeah. It just seems it seems like um he he has accepted his um shortcuts oh, a, as being pro- part of the well, work process did, now. Didn't he say when 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 you when you got to, to talk with him at Wizard World, didn't he say that his style is kinda of like a deadline style? It's like it's whatever yeah. I can do. Which is, is really silly. At the time he was still doing really great work. I mean, he still is. It's just that I agree with Jason. There is something awry every once in a while. Yeah. 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 It's just wonky, you know, like, again, it's, it's, it'd be one thing if, like we've said, if, if, if a guy just changes his style and you're just like, yeah, I'm not really feeling that style as much, but it's, he's still got it. I just feel like he rushes, you know, and, and I realize he's doing a lot of books and he's also working on, uh, that Fakakta thing with Mark Miller and like <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I get it, so I, I know he's probably. No, but you know, you're right. I, I was but, looking at Captain America. I'm like, I thought Sharon Carter was supposed to be hot. I know, right? Oh boy! <laughs> wow. And you know, uh, I, I think we would be remiss if we did not mention the fact that uh, the legendary artist uh, from the uh, seminal Zap comics, uh, tra- <laughs> Trash Man artist. Uh, Spain Rodriguez has passed away. Uh, I love his stuff. Uh, I think today, right? Didn't he? Yes. Did I say yep. so? Yeah. That was announced um, this morning, but yeah. Pour one out for Spain. It yep. was, well, it was a bad day. We lost, uh, we lost Josh Metters today. Josh Metters well. too. That's yes. Right. Yeah. I saw that on Facebook. Son of a And that's, you know, Spain lived a, not a, not an incredibly long life, but hey, Josh, hey, Josh, 70, 72. Josh yeah. Metters is, 36 years 36, old. 36, yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, so, and great everyone, talent. everyone that, that met him said he was just a, a really great guy and it's so, so sad to have such a talented young man taken from us. Reminiscent yeah. Seth Fisher. Yeah. Well, well, whoa, wait, yeah. before we go, dude, there is a great, uh, there's a great question from John Wimmer. I saw that. I was hoping I have wondered. Oh, really? 
where King Dap's crazy love for anchors comes from. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, what time is it? Uh, <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> we have enough time. It's. It really. I. Uh, I guess the condensed version. I. I guess I was never. Part of it comes down to, um, not. Not getting credit, and and ever since I've been reading comics, it's it's always been. I mean, yeah, we 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 may talk about Burning Austin, or 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 now you know nowadays friends and and Bushima, but there are times where it was always, and, and it still is. It's writer, and when they say artist, they mean penciler. So it's Claremont and Burn. Or it's burn and burn, or or it's it's just it's it's Wolfman and Perez, and it's never the person who also assists in in getting that book finished, so that you can read it. I mean, yeah, there are also colorists and there are letters involved, but you can't, especially when I was reading comics, you wouldn't have been able to read a penciled comic. So back then, no, exactly. So. The, the anchor was the person who, it wasn't the tracer. He, he, he was mm-hmm. the person who embellished, who added weight, who, who helped get it ready so that it could be printed. And, and it wasn't, there are a lot of times where, you know, as, as I've looked at penciled work and, and seen, the before and after, you see things that, and unfortunately with with Coletti, you see things that were completely uh, gone away. <laughs> the episode is complete now. <laughs> yeah. We mentioned him last week. I mentioned him this week. You know there are so, so there are. Funny. Um, but but when you look at you know see things that especially if if um uh Gary Martin's the art of comic book inking. Yes. And you have you have Steve Rude pencil pencil pages and then you have him inked by martin or by scott williams or by you know whoever and you have and, and rudy nembris i mean you can see oh. where mm-hmm. you can see the influence that that different anchors on so you could have oh i love john byrne well do you love john byrne when he's inked by austin or when he's inked by kessel or rubenstein so it, the anchors add Another just, they are an artist themselves, and 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 I can't. It, it pains me to see that there are so many times where my my favorite artist is. Well, you really mean your favorite penciler, and yeah, they they may ink their own work, or you know, when they're doing commissions at a convention and they finish it, and and that's great. But if you have somebody who's a great penciler, but may not have have the technique or the ability to finish it, like if they may not know, like that Hawk and Dove miniseries that the Kessels wrote, that Rye Blaffield penciled, that Carl Kessel inked, that is to me, in my eyes, I will till the day I die, that is the best Rob Liefeld has ever looked. When Rob oh, inks no question. Oh, no, 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 yeah, well, no question. When, although Hillary inked him on the New Mutant stuff, but when Rob inks himself, it is a different person completely. So when you have someone who takes shortcuts or doesn't 
and I'm not I'm not picking on Rob when I say you know there's no anatomy or anything. When when you have someone who isn't who isn't sure of the process, and they they ink themselves, but the, those shortcuts are apparent. You need an inker who has has the ability, has the experience, and it just it it makes for a a finished product, a, a better looking product. And and a lot of times, it's just that the inkers do not get credit for the work that they do, and and that is primarily where my love comes from. I just I believe in giving credit where it's due, and whether it's saying you know. Stan didn't create everything. He needed Jack, mm-hmm. or you know, or or you can't just say one person. You know, it's comic books. It's words and pictures. You can't say one person did it. And yeah, and part of those pictures are the penciler, but the anchor also comes in and finishes it. He makes it ready so that it can be brought to you. And and they just do not get the credit they deserve. I feel that's okay, David. You won't have to worry about it much longer. I know I don't. Hmm. Well said, David. I don't know about that. You mentioned J. Scott Campbell. Did I? I think you did, didn't you? I don't think so. No. Did he mention that in his in? in, Did he he mention that in his in your travels? (laughs) 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 Uh, No. I was looking through previews. Did you know? I had no idea that this took place. J. Scott Campbell did all the conceptual art for um, Jack Black's Brutal Legend video game. Oh my God! Did he talk about getting a raw deal? <laughs> Have you ever seen that game? Did not, dude. It's pathetic. It's really bad. But yeah, I have to say though, the the artwork it looks really incredible. There's a hardcover in here, uh, 252 pages, full color hardcover for fifty dollars. Yeah, that's that's a bit much, but I mean the artwork looks nice. That's all I wanted to say. Um. Chris, is, uh, should we do the In Your Travels? Yeah. it's yeah. We're, we're, we're past two hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. This episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. Lots of comics, lots of collectibles, not a whole lot of money. You can get a, a, a great big old bunch of books for the cheapness dcbservice.com remember that code if you're a first time customer EOC8 will net you an extra 8% off your already massively discounted order in your travels once again my fallback company IDW get thee to a comic shop and pick up haunted horror number one uh, it's an IDW Craig Yo joint it is incredible uh, Angelo Torres has created a horror host called Forlock the Warlock. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, what they do is they strip him in over the original introductions or if there was like uh, maybe an ad or some uh, some other thing that occupied the space on the splash page, they'll strip him in to introduce the story. He'll say, uh, here's my friend, and he'll uh, introduce the original Host that, that back in the day introduced the story. You get work by C.A. Winter, um, Bernard Bailey. Let's see who else is in here. It's really great stuff. Uh, Mike Sikowski and Bill Walton. Um, there's a lot of stories in here. Jack Kirby and Joe Simon. You never hear about those guys too much, right? Um, Jack Cole. Get out of town. And wow, Plastic Man. Jay Disbrow. 
from Crime Detector number five. It is a really upscale book, and that's saying a lot for IDW. The cover is the old, it's not a self cover. The cover is the old IDW cover stock, the clay coated stuff. Um, the paper is a really nice and heavy, toothy stock. It's bigger than the average comic. I think it's longer. It's about 40 pages, and it's only three ninety nine. So get out there and get it. It's it's the old uh, pre-code horror stuff. It's really great, really creepy. The uh, splash page to this Bernard Bailey thing is exceptional. There's a, It's called The Constant Eye, about this guy who double-crosses his business partner, and everywhere he goes, he sees eyes. Like the, the dude dies with one eye open, and he says, I'm going to curse you, I'll be watching you forever. And uh, when, he, when, he, when he disposes of the guy's body, he throws him in the lake, so the whirlpool is an eye. There's a light bulb in his hideaway that has an eye in it. He sees a, a plant that has the dude's eye. It's a really good story, but eventually the guy comes back and, well, read it yourself. It's great stuff. If you like horror comics, Haunted Horror Number 1 from IDW is awesome. There Sweet. you go. Uh, probably my, uh, maybe my favorite comic of the last 10 years was, was 100 Bullets. It, it's brilliant. Uh, in every conceivable way, uh, the uh, the creative team uh, for Hundred Bullets teamed up again on on a book that didn't get a whole ton of play in the last year. It came out from Vertigo, and it's called First Space Issue. Um, yeah. yeah, we, we talked, talked about the first issue. We talked about the first issue, and I decided to uh, to trade weight for it because anything that Azarillo and Rizzo do, uh, I know I want it on my on my shelf because I'll go back to it. So I got the uh, the hardcover of Spaceman nice. in this uh, this last week. So I'm going to, uh, to curl up on the couch and uh, and and dive into Spaceman, which I love the first issue. So yeah, first uh, issue was great. Yeah, so I'm yeah, read the, the rest of the series. So, uh, nice. so in your travels, that's, uh, should be what I'm back next week talking about. Huh. Well, I have to, um, I have to give major props to Jason and to Pat Loika and to Andrew Shaw and to basically everybody who talked up Hawkeye, I have to say, I hate you. Oh, nice. And that you... Uh, the reason I hate you is because you are right. I read the first oh, four okay. issues. Yeah. Um, first four issues I read over uh, Thanksgiving break, and it was... Um, damn. it. I wish this was the Hawkeye that I would... You know, that was in the Avengers. And, and it just... This character... It's basically... This is what Clint Barton does... On his days off, when he's not in adventure, when he's not in uniform, and it is, it is fantastic. It is, it's, it's a, um, it's Aja's work is fantastic. You get um, the first three issues are by him. Fourth and, and fifth is uh, Javier Polito, and, and I haven't read the fifth yet. I don't know if the fifth is even out, but the the um, the first issue, bro, is fantastic. The the whole thing with 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 the dog. That was that was great. The second issue you have the um was the second issue with no the third issue was with the car chase. The second issue was with the circus of crime, which was funny. It it really is listen, it, just pick up try Hawkeye. The first three are all done in one. The fourth and fifth issue are the only continuing 
two-parters that, 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 that I'm aware of. Uh, I don't know about the sixth issue, but the, um, it, it is, it really is. J- Jason's right. Pat's right. Andrew's right. Everybody who's been, who's been praising Hawkeye is right. I, I said I, it was good. It, you did. Did you? Yeah. It, it, it really is. It, it's a, um, oh, no, I, I, what? What? No, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. damn. Uh, no, in your travels, check out Hawkeye. Respect. Go. <laughs> That's it. You respect, I'm out. No, Jason got to go. Oh, I, I hit the mute button, sorry. Oh. Um, <laughs> respect. <laughs> um, respect. So, no, it, you know, we, uh, we talk a lot about, uh, or I know a lot of people perceive us to be sort of getting pretty far away from the, the mainstream big two. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's not entirely true. And I wanted to give a shout out to, um, I feel like the Avengers books have, you know, gone out with a whimper, you know, I mean, Bendis's run is kind of, ah, yes, you know, but the, the book that I think really never got the, the praise it deserved throughout the whole, the whole run. And, um, uh, and I think we'll make for great reading and I'm imagining you'll be able to get the trades of the hardcovers on the cheap for the next few years at cons, given Marvel's tendency to sort of overprint these things is, uh, Avengers Academy. Um, oh, yeah. which is, which is also wrapping up, but I, I'm through, um, uh, I'm through the, the, the arc, which introduces the runaways to the, to the fold. Um, and it's just a lot of cool stuff going on, man. It's just, you know, it's an ensemble book that's, that's really, Christos Gage has, uh, been the writer and it's, it's, it's just been a lot of fun and, and, you know, um, Basically, uh, after we got away from all that, that stuff with the, you know, with the, uh, the, with, with all the event stuff and it, and it kind of became its own book again, you know, Hank takes, Hank Pym takes the kids to the old West Coast Avengers, uh, campus and, um, you know, he and Tigra, you know, have a baby, uh, and they're, uh, you know, they're the main instructors and, uh, they, they get a whole bunch of new recruits. And then in this last arc, the runaways join up with them for an adventure, um, and, you know, I've always felt that the runaways of people that everyone has struggled to write the runaways, um, other Ever than, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, uh, and so I think it's, it, the team has struggled for an identity, um, after sort of its first, its first go around. And I think Gage did a nice job with them. Um, I think, I think he really, he, he really did a great job of, of juxtaposing the runaways characters, um, from, being kind of these, you know, anti-heroes that, that don't believe in using code names and are really close knit and, and juxtaposing them against these, these young Avengers Academy, uh, recruits that are, you know, very anxious to have code names and be costumed heroes. And that's really how they, they identify themselves. And, uh, it was just a lot of fun, just a lot of great, just dynamic interaction between the different characters. Um, Carl Moline, who's done a ton of stuff in the Buffy comic universe. Yeah. Um, Frey and, and a couple of runs of the Buffy. I, he, he, he does that arc and it looks beautiful. Um, so I just highly, highly recommend it. It, uh, it's, it's just been a lot of fun series. And, you know, for those that are kind of saying that there's not really any good, um, you know, team books or ensemble books out there right now that uh, aren't steeped in some kind of, you know, deep co- uh, continuity event stuff. I mean, this, this book certainly has been that for most of its runs. So. Um, so you just keep an eye on it, you know, I mean, this is one of those books, like I said, I'm sure you'll be able to get the trades for 50, 60, 70% off, you know, depending on, on the con and, you know, T fall and tales of wonder and that sort of thing. And I would definitely say it's more than worth your while in that, in that regard. So. Yes, sir. Cool. Yay. 
Thanks for the the live tweets tonight, folks. Oh yeah, yeah no doubt. Always fun. Always doing yeah. it and doing it and doing it well. The holy shit! I was looking at um, Batman Incorporated Five while you guys were talking. Nice. It nice. Is, no, no, it is off. It's off the hook. It 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 goes from geek geeky fun. There's like a a robot, a gigantic robotic bat to downright sick. It is really sick what happens in this book. <laughs> nice. Wow. Whew. Yeah. We gotta <laughs> talk about that one of these days. Hey everybody. Thanks for being here. What? Nothing. Thanks for being here. And you know what? Like always we'll be back next week and we love you so much. We can't even contain <laughs> it. We love you so much. much. No. Well, most of you. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that, wasn't there a, a live tweet? Um, most of the people are, are fun to be around and cordial and everything, but was, was there ever someone you met? That, oh, at a con, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anybody who was uh, uh, coming. Maybe. Was it no maybe, names? Maybe. Guys, yeah. come on, positive. That's what we're All saying. Okay. So we're, 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 <laughs> so we're not Jesus. naming names. I we love you. Count? We do. We do hey. Love. And all I'm saying is, if, if you really identify yourself as a brony, just take a look in the mirror. Just, oh, yeah, really. Ask yourself, is that really how you want to be known? Don't be known. Ouch. Not a good look. It's not oh, a good look. <laughs> in the meantime, I need a few people to keep educating me on these chobo kids. Oh, I'll do that. Definitely. Do you know why Michael Schwartz tweeted, did we all contact our recipient? Because you're his? Because uh, he's mine. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. We'll see everybody. We love you. My balls. My balls. My balls. Yay.